All right, and welcome to another episode of the Jumping the Rail podcast here on the JTR Podcast Network. This is Mark Rebin coming to you from the Noodles position in Champaign, Illinois. Joined as always by my buddy Menders. Menders, we've been ready for this one for, since uh, about October. Yes. Since we knew it was going to happen, we've been ready for this yes. one. <laughs> part, part two. Uh, we're very excited. Justin Credible is going to be joining us here in, a, in about a half hour or so. To continue with the conversation we started in October, uh, I'll tell you, if you haven't heard that first interview, you should go check it out. There's some, uh, it's it's a it's a doozy, I, I think. It's interesting. Say. Very interesting. It is interesting. Get some mental pictures you don't probably want necessarily, but uh, <laughs> I've, you, I've, I've taken terrible. one to torment Menders. Yeah, yeah, he has. <sighs> All right. Yes, yes, yes. We got lots to talk about. Where are we starting tonight? So I want to start off with an epiphany that I just had today, Menders, because, okay, okay, so we know the the Young Bucks have been wearing (laughs) the white suit with the blood on it and everything, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people have said that they think that they got the idea from Corny. Remember when the Midnight Express got right. attacked by the original Midnight Express? The white suit variant that I believe you have somewhere. Yes, I do. Where is it? <laughs> oh, it's all the way over there. Okay, yeah, the white suit variant. Okay, but I don't think that that's where they got the idea from. Oh, no? Because, no, because as we both know, uh, Jimmy Jacobs works in the office at AEW. I believe he works with Creative. And I want to show you a picture from about 2007. Okay. That's Jimmy. I totally forgot White about suit. that. I totally My friend, forgot about that. I got a friend that was there. This was in Chicago. Oh. The beginning yeah, of the Age this. of the Fall. That you got you got Seth Rollins there with no shirt on. You got Negro uh-huh. Butcher before he got nuts er there <laughs> on the right. And of course Jay Briscoe was the one hanging up from the the ladder uh-huh. the ladder match apparatus. Very graphic, probably the most graphic thing that Ring of Honor did for a long time. And uh, then Jimmy would wear the the suit after, like, on shows after that with the, and it's still stained with the, with Jay's blood on it. Ugh. And then, and there's a less, a much less graphic, uh, much less we'll graphic. say, coloring. But yeah, At the, this point, the Bucks were in like the white suit with the blood. Well, yeah, but. I would not be surprised if Jimmy Jacobs gave them that idea. I wouldn't either. Now that you say that, totally. Yeah. AJ says Jimmy that. came to zero one. Hey, Jimmy's a great guy. I met him a couple times on the Indies, and cool guy to talk to. Uh, I had questions, he answered them. You know, yeah. Uh, for those that may not remember, back in two thousand five, Jimmy actually worked a squash match with Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown. Wow. Got just got destroyed. This is after Eddie turned heel on Ray during the whole Dominic is my son angle. Dominic is a son. As we, as we know, they dropped the ball not having Dominic hanging from the, the, the apparatus in the ladder match. Sure did. <laughs> sure did. But anyway. Uh, hey, speaking of running the indies, how about we do this mm-hmm. before we forget? What do you got? The Squared Circle Expo update. Uh, the Squared Circle Expo number four at the Wyndham Hotel in Indianapolis. Very excited. Uh, and you said you had some new information, Minder, so I'm going to just, I'm going to turn it we, over to you. 
We do. We have new information. Um, so far, they've made more announcements. You'll have to let okay. me know if you're excited about any of these. Okay. All right. So we have Brother Devon is coming to the Squared Circle. Yes. I'm hoping that means Bully Ray is not far behind. Right? Hopefully. I think you're going to be excited about this one. I know you're okay. an NWA guy. I am. Bobby Fulton is coming to the Squared Circle. That's, that is awesome. I love the Fantastics. Uh, oh. I have to get a glittery vest for the occasion with the bow tie. You know what? I might have to wear my I Love Ref shirt because Mike Kyoto is going to be there. Nice. There was a time when Kyoto had the best mullet in the WWF back in the early <laughs> 90s. Um, and one of my favorites from last year, and I'm excited she's going to be back again this year because we had a blast with her after uh, this, the big match that Squared Circle puts on on Saturday. And that's Victoria. Mm -hmm. She was so much fun yes. karaoke. Oh yeah, she was she was a ball. She was having time of her life. She was a blast. Uh, Mustafa I think she enjoyed Ali. my wife singing. She did. She did. Yes. Mustafa uh, oh, Ali, that's a good. That's a heck of a pickup. Yep. Uh, Missa Kate, and I remember okay. seeing her on that NWA pay per view that I watched just recently for the X Division Women's Championship. She was in oh, there. Yes. 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 And we get Effie, which we'd already talked about Effie. We, yes, but when we, we talked talk about Effie, Effie, he was only going to be there for the one night. He on is Friday. only going to be there for one night, Friday night only. I thought this. I thought they said he was going to nope, be there. No, that was nights. Lawler. That was Lawler that you had me ask about. Gotcha. Um, but, but guess who else is joining him now? Well, I I do know this, but I'll say the other half of the Bussy Tag Team, Alley Catch. Alley catch, yep. Um, they've made another announcement for the Parade of Champions. Okay. Um, and that is Trey That's the Lamar. Saturday show for the wrong. Yes, Trey Lamar versus Jake Christ. Okay, Jake Christ, heck of a talent in the Ohio area. Uh, mm -hmm. might know him from Impact. And then here are the ones that they just released within the past hour. Now, because how I don't many know are them. we up to now? How many are we up to now? Like 70 at Ge least? Guess. We got to be close. At least. It seems like it's got to be right around there. So the one they just released an hour ago is Paul Burchill. Okay. But you had to explain to me who Paul Burchill was. Yes. I, I, I know I'm... I may be... I may be the minority. I really liked the pirate gimmick in the mid-2000s. <laughs> from Paul and on SmackDown. And then here's one that I'm super excited about, and that's Kevin Thorne. Okay. Kevin yes, Thorne is going to be there. So excited. So we have Mordecai on the way. So How did you feel about the Mordecai gimmick, Menders? I loved it. But I'm a little dark and twisted, <laughs> so... Oh, that's virtual. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh. Katie Lee... <laughs> Not his real sister, but yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm a little twisted, so I I liked Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, kinda. He was yeah. still really green when he was up there, but well, he was yeah. supposed to be a a feud for Taker, but it wound up not happening. Well, I could understand that, but uh, so that's what they've announced so far. So that's where we're at with our Squared Circle Expo news. 
very nice. We're very excited about it. And do you realize it's like only like four weeks away? I know. Where does the time go? <laughs> four weeks. I'm so excited. Four or five weeks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they did say to. Um, where to go? Please be advised that the low t- following tickets are now approaching very low numbers. Saturday single day admission. There's about 250 tickets left. Jeff Hardy concert live. Less than 15 tickets left. And the SCX parade. Maybe that'd champions, be a hot ticket. Yeah. Um, and the Parade of Champions live wrestling show on Saturday night, which is the one with Jake Goldman, with Cardona, right. with Steph Delander, Mancer. Yeah. Mancer. There's Warner. less than my guy. There's, there's less than fifteen tickets left. So that room's yeah, gonna I be told, packed. <laughs> yeah. And I Manders, I told you we're I'm making the hard pitch to Mancer hit the expo because we want to get him on the show. Yeah. I he, him like and Effie both. Yes. But the uh, yeah. I want to uh, get Lord Crew once. on here, but okay. Hey, if you can make it happen, make it happen, Menders. But all right. Probably the good thing is that the show Lord, we know you're Lord not going to be here on. for. Yeah, you already have a guest, so I don't have to worry about that. Right. But uh, yeah, Lord. If I get Lord Crew on, I got to get Aaron Williams on with him. We're gonna have to do a tag team because we gotta do Cincinnati's most wanted. Because oh, I yeah. love those guys. Uh, just to pop AJ, you ought to try to get Count. What's his name? From uh, the Midwest. Ah, yes. I forget his. I also forget his name. He's the, Count the something. Count that, the Count that showed up to the wrestling show that he was a oh, hey. vampire. That was. Yeah. He's a Count, of course. Yeah, he was a vampire that had a sunburn. It was a little disturbing. <laughs> He's an anomaly. But yeah, the... that's interesting. Actually, if we got Merc on, I think we'd pop AJ more. Ah, thank you. Noctus. 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 Thank you, Barry. Thanks, Barry. I wanted to say Noxious, like obnoxious, but I knew that wasn't quite right. No, that was what AJ did to him. Because <laughs> he started counting, like, the count. <laughs> yeah, the vampire <laughs> with the farmer's tail. In, in AJ's defense, I would have done the same thing if I was there. Oh, it was so fun. It was so fun. Good times, good times. Uh, now, where well, would you like to go? Now we, got we the, need to know? we got all the fun stuff out of the way. Now, where are we going? <laughs> all right. Well, we have, I've got a, dis- a little topic I wanted to discuss. We'll get this out of the way before uh, our guest arrives. we still got some time. But uh, I had a question that I wanted to run by you and also everybody in the, uh, in the chat, because I want to get everybody's thoughts on this. Uh, so just a general question I came up with. Who does Tony Khan need that can really help AEW? And I'm not just talking wrestlers. I'm talking across the board people that could contribute something that could really benefit the company that's not, you know, one of the Buckaroos college high school friends. I'm not going to lie. When I first read I this, have... I thought you said what? And I was going to say he needs to grow a set. But I guess that's not going to well, work. Well, there is that. <laughs> So, um, so I have I have four names. I want to see who you say first because I want to see if there's any that we agree with. 
Well, I think he needs to start. This is the thing. I don't know if it's one. I I thought about this and I, I thought long and hard about this. And I couldn't come up with who's going to save Tony. I'm I'm not sure it's savable. I feel like we're watching gonna, the downfall of AEW right before our eyes. I'm not going to go that far. I think it's going to get to the point where Shad finally puts his foot down with the boy and says, "Hey, you got to change your philosophies and start trying to make a make a profit." But uh, let me run my. Uh, I got four names here. I'm going to run them by okay. and see what you think. All right, okay. number one. Fit Finley. Yeah. Because Which you already have, fit... right? No. He, he oh, doesn't have okay. fit. But he bring fit in to work backstage, book the women. Because that was his specialty when he was an agent for WWE. Yeah. And everybody always has such great things about fit and how, how good he was. And the boys uh, aren't wrong in the chat right now. Yeah, Bart, he doesn't trust anyone enough to let anyone help. He's... He's naive is the main thing. Throw up AJ's uh, comment there. Yeah, AJ's got a point. He's got too. a lot of points. He already has hoodies. Yeah. I mean, this is these are people like to talk to like Tony directly that he should be listening to. The guys I've got aren't necessarily well, they can do that, but they also have other other fields of expertise here. Uh so fits my first uh first name. Brian Hebner, I think they should bring in as a referee. Is he going to teach the Lord corpse ref how to need... ref? <laughs> and, and Aubrey to not hang it up incessantly while yeah. she's... Paul Turner's okay. Rimsburg's okay. Yeah. Aubrey and Rick Knox are the issue. Yes. Now, is that because... I think that's because they want to be just as popular as the wrestlers. And that's not going to happen. That's not what a ref is there for. I'm sorry. No. The best compliment you can pay a referee is that you don't notice the referee. Exactly. The same but thing with referees what... in football, umpires, at, across the whole realm of sport. What are the Bucks going to do if something happened to Rick Knox? Oh, that's not going to happen. Rick Knox is Teflon. They're not, he's not going to get fired. The Bucks won't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Hebner, AJ. <laughs> oh, I would. Oh, I will. I'd pop spit, if they baby. tried to pull this. You about I, got to I can say, I, I, I can make a comment, but it's going to make me sound really mean. So Hebner, okay, AJ uh, says Hebner will just make Rick Knox get plastic surgery to look like Aubrey Ed to pull Switcheroo on a Jericho man. Do I dare make my comment that's going to make me sound like a real asshole? Go ahead. They don't need plastic surgery. They can just get her one of those rubber horse masks you get at the Halloween store and put it on Knox. And... <laughs> We're, so We're so Corny's mean. We're so mean. a bad influence. He is, uh, and we both I listened to his show it. today, so we could be in big trouble. I, uh, I'm a little salty. Uh. <laughs> Wait, a little salty. At corny, no, or a little no, salty just... with corny. With uh, I... okay. Sometimes I get it when you, you talk about. There's something that I 
don't agree with. There are some things Sometimes, she says that I yeah. don't agree with. Especially yeah, when you start talking about the women. General attitude women. toward the ladies. Yeah. Yes. But then there's other times that I'm like, damn it, he's got a point. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shame. Shame. <laughs> well, that's going to get us letters. Yeah, oh. that one might all right. So, all right, so the other two names are kind of fall on the booking side. If Tony would be willing to just swallow his pride and let somebody help him with the booking. Yeah, right. And that's but, okay. uh, Bully Ray. Uh-huh. And then Scott well, I have Lamar. a feeling bullies. I was say, well... Damn it. Good point. Scott's probably looking for a job. And Tony would be a fool not to do something with him. He would be. That is if but... if, if the letter doesn't work. I mean. <laughs> right. Oof. Uh I don't know. It'd be nice. But, bully, uh, but I don't think I don't think one... Tony will release the reins enough. Let me tell you why I think Bully would be a good fit. Because he will, he will straighten out that locker room. Somebody needs to. <laughs> I mean, if Jericho's not going to be the veteran, then the bully's your Jericho guy. doesn't want to lose his paycheck. So he's not going to do anything that no, might aggravate Jericho the doesn't want to lose his hip, cool new friends that are yeah. 25 years younger than he is. Right. But that's neither here nor there. So yeah, that's just my, my two cents on that. Uh, like I said, there's plenty of people out there that can really help Tony straighten. Well, and he the, has plenty uh, of people that are. His... There are plenty of people that are there that could help him right now. Yeah, but he won't oh, listen. Yeah, no. And I think the uh, I think maybe the ultimate choice in this question, uh, Shad Khan, his old man, needs yeah. to just finally just sit him down and say, "Hey, bullshit stops now." Yeah, but is he going to do that? I don't think Shad cares. He just wants Tony to spend his inheritance and do what he wants to do. Which is not bode well for running a wrestling company. No. Especially if you want to try not. to get ratings. Right. I mean, the ratings are in the toilet. Attendance is in the toilet. Oh, they got all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of, there's, you know, there's some of the names that we kind of, I don't want to say crap on because that might be too soon. But well, but here's the thing: uh, even even if we crap on them, if they had somebody in the locker room that was willing to work with teach. them, show them what they're doing wrong, yeah. but but they but have to. They be have to those listen. people, but they have to listen. Yep, they have to listen. That's that's the big thing. There's some yep. out there that will listen. Pillman Jr. said he would listen when guys would talk to him. Oh, well, and obviously there. he will because now he's in NXT. I think Darby would listen. I mean, he's been hanging around Sting for four or five he, years. So I was gonna say, I think Darby is listening because the more I watch yeah. Darby, but that I promo still was think fire. He's in... That he was. That was so good. That promo was so AW... good. Barry says, "If AEW were worried about a profit, I bet it would be a different situation." Hey, that's kind of the knock on Jerry Jones for you football fans. It seems. I think he has said before he doesn't care about championships. He just wants to turn a profit. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Where, and uh, yeah, just Tony wants to play with Tony. his. Tony wants to play with his action figures and move yeah. on. <laughs> I, I can relate to this metaphor, AJ. 
The cons have more money than I have cat hair on my furniture. Me too. Shit, cat hair on my desk. <laughs> Turning a profit will never be a concern. That's that's true. Yeah, they got more money than all the gods in the universe right now. But at what point but, you know, do you just say enough is enough? At some point, does Shad step in just to try to salvage Tony's reputation more than anything? Because Tony's know. kind of a joke right now among not not just wrestling like audiences, but like sports. You know, look at what's going on with this football team. Look at what's going on with the soccer team. Yeah, it's, it's just gone in a nosedive. You know, and I'm not saying I do any better with the football or the soccer, but you know. It you know what, what we is. might not it's do just... any better with the wrestling, but I feel like we come up with some pretty darn good ideas. We we do, and we've been <laughs> we've been heard in some instances. So we think. So we think we've been heard. We're hoping. I like to think so. We like to think so. <laughs> yes. Well, you brought it up earlier. Well, why don't we move into this? The Derby getting the Cody chance last week. Because oh yeah, so that was fire. I was so proud yes, of Darby. Darby. How do you think Tony was mad when the fans started chanting Cody's name on his television? Oh, I'm sure he or was. Or do you think it just made him nervous? Probably a little bit of both. I'm I I can't imagine the Bucks were happy. <laughs> I don't care if the Bucks are happy. Well, me because now they're doing what they should have done. They should have done this if they were going to do if they were going to pull this crap. And let Punk actually answer them, in my opinion. But now they're like, oh, he can't hurt us, so we're going to go off and be the snide little backstabbing jackasses that we are. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's my that's my two cents. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think the Bucks are Tony's worst <laughs> enemy at this point. Again, Tony needs to grow a set. And I think it would be a totally different, but I don't think he will. He likes his friends too much. No, because nobody. Did you hear though how? He's... Go ahead. I say nobody. He's got. He's surrounded by yes men in the uh, in the yes. locker room. It seems like at least the people that he yes. listens to are yes men. Yes. Crap. <laughs> yes men. Yes men. <laughs> that are going to find people. Literally, Danielson's back there. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh. So, yeah, that I do have a but, question though. So, so the Bucks are finding everyone, finding for not calling them Metalus and Nick Thew, but <laughs> technically Danielson is the one that does the finding. So, uh, what point, <laughs> is there a point where he joins in with the finding, or is he going to be the baby face that goes up against the Bucks? And... It, <laughs> I don't Barry know. says, Darby exposed the company and it was the greatest thing Mr. Allen has done. It was right up there with... Remember the AJ Lee promo back in the day when she went off on all the, yep. all the girls in the ring? It was right up there with that. I mean, come as on. He even pointed content. out that Cutler was on the first AEW. Oh, you know, I'm sure Brandon Cutler's a nice guy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Nikki and Maddie. I like Nikki and Maddie better. They're not going to find us. AJ says, well, if you're not a yes man, he'll just pay you to sit at home. This is true. You can either get booked and do what he and his friends like or speak your mind and go home and get paid. So, 
he's not wrong. I'm not seeing the downside to this yet. No. I mean, come on, Andrade punched Sammy in the face and got to stay at home and get paid. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) And uh, I'll probably spend a lot of time hanging out with Rick doing who knows what on his boat. (laughs) I'm not asking questions. I don't want to know what happens. Eating some wings. Yeah. God, I hope not. I'm a nice guy too, but you don't Uh, want me in the ring on national television either. This. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> AJ, we, we think the world of you. We're hesitant to put you on a live podcast sometimes once we know you get uh, juiced up. Yep. You have a but nice cushy spot in the comments. Yeah, we like you in the comments. Something comes up. Yes. You always have good All right. So, yeah, I, yes. I think it was awesome that Darby called him out. And I wonder if that was actually, I do still kind of wonder though, if it was planned or if he was literally speaking from the heart, it sounded like he was speaking from the heart, honestly. Yeah. But. Spoke like a guy who knows he's going to be climbing Mount Everest in a few months. Yeah. He's not going to be around for a while. while. So yeah. I, I don't hope that's have to not why they dropped children. the belts to the bucks at the pay-per-view. I don't have to Things deal with retiring. Children. Darby's climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> it's just, it was mountain lions or whatever lives on Mount Everest. I'm... Yeah. Well, hey, maybe you'll find thing... the abominable snowman. Maybe, maybe. That's one more thing cousin. before we let's try to let's try to get to this before our guest gets here because we're, we're we should okay. be getting close. We're, let's we're talk about the Sammy and well, let's talk about Sammy Guevara and Jeff Hardy. Okay, I'm surprised you haven't said anything about the corner. Yeah, I saw it earlier. Uh, oh, just I'm ignoring, to ignore it. Yes. Oh, joy. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Wait, which one are you going to stick me with? <laughs> it's the frozen bodies on Everest. Yeah. It's David! Well, yeah. <sighs> so, there are a lot of frozen, what's your a lot of frozen everything on, this... on Everest. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear your opinion on this whole Sammy Guevara and Jeff Hardy debacle. Although well, I found it interesting that Ty put up uh, a picture of the baby with Jeff and her on her Instagram. That was interesting. I think it's Jeff's baby. Obviously, it was before of course. the match. <laughs> yep. David's on his way to IWAU and he's listening. So. Ah! There we go. You know, if we didn't have a podcast every Tuesday, I'd like to check them out sometime. Maybe we should take a week off. We did that a couple times last year. We did a couple times. Between seasons, maybe the week between season three and season four. But, uh, yeah, back to Sammy, though. To the uninformed, you would think that he has some sort of vendetta against the Hardy Boys. Because... We remember what he did to Matt a couple of years ago. (laughs) And then, and yeah, it's the issue isn't that or how Sammy hit the uh, shooting star press on Jeff. It's that they called it at the point that they did. Yes. And uh, apparently it was supposed to be Jeff was supposed to get his knees up and, uh, you know, block it. But uh, (laughs) I guess Sammy just kind of. His aim was not true, to paraphrase Elvis Costello. And, uh, yeah, knees to the head, which is 
that re- that took me back to Billy Kidman in 2004. Oh. I mentioned this to you off air when mm-hmm. he uh, did that to Chavo Guerrero on SmackDown, and Chavo got yep. messed up. He was out for a couple months, and same deal. Just and I'll go on record. Everybody talks about Kidman. He had the ugliest shooting star press I ever saw. He never did it flush. He always like yeah. went like almost to an angle, and it looked just looked bad. You mm-hmm. look at a shooting star press. You look at a at a Ricochet, Matt Seidel, Paul London, guys like that that can yes. do it straight. Even usually Sammy Guevara does it pretty well, but he just messed up that one time. Well. And did he mess it up, or was Jeff kind of laying a different way, which made Sammy have to pull it a different way, which, well, again, like you and I'm, I talked about before, gonna... they shouldn't have even called this spot, in my opinion, but whatever. Well, you know, they're always going to be doing the doing the flip. Uh, I didn't actually watch Collision. I watched, like, a fan cam shot of it. But oh, no, it was I on Rampage. Think... It wasn't even Collision. It was Rampage. Or, that's what I meant. I meant to say Rampage. I, I messed up. It was but, the uh, third show. Yeah, so I'm... <laughs> So I didn't actually get a good look at how Jeff was laying out. I just saw the the actual doing of the move. Well, here's the thing. If you go back and watch it now and anything the AEW has, what they aired that night is totally edited. Because it goes from Sammy doing that, and you can tell that Sammy, like you could tell that he felt terrible. He registered. You can just, yeah. you can see it on his face. But as mm-hmm. soon as... Like, they didn't show any of what you saw in the cam where Matt flipped off Sammy. Right. You didn't see any right. of that. The doctors came in. And it in. went straight. It, you didn't see any doctors come in. It went straight to Power no. Hobbs, to Powerhouse Hobbs, spine-bustering uh, Sammy. Yeah. Because I watched it today, and I was like, wow. Because I was expecting to see all the other stuff, and nope. Because it's not live. They were able to edit it, which doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me. Yeah, because I think they taped it on Wednesday. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they tape, like after, they tape uh, it after, after yeah. Dynamite. Before there, was a, before there was a Rampage, they would tape AW Dark on uh, Wednesdays after mm-hmm. Dynamite was over. And, uh, yeah, so. Which I never understood. Just, Why didn't you do it before? They did twi- They did half of it uh, before and half of it after. So they would split it up. Still. Still. Yeah, well. The main event of Dynamite should be the end. My opinion. That's just my opinion. Well, I, I don't know if I agree with that because, you know, there's always been dark matches after shows. Send the fans home happy. Oh, I get it, but the heel goes over they've the had show. stars. They've had stars. That's true. Hey, uh, Mendes, <laughs> let's put a pin in it because our, our guest has arrived, so let's go ahead and bring him in. Okay. Okay. So, uh, joining us for part two, uh, former ECW World Heavyweight Champion, Justin Credible. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're well, so excited to have, you, to back have you back on the show. Oh, right on, man. Good to be here. Good to see you guys again. We're ready for part two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's do it. So, since the last time we saw you, uh, you've been making some uh, appearances on the indies here. And I saw you at the GCW show in Detroit a few months ago. Yeah, so, I've, been, uh, uh, I've been working with GCW a little bit. Um, and actually, uh, this last week, I uh, did something I've never done before. Uh the owner, Brett Lauderdale, uh, asked me to come to the show and kind of be a, I wouldn't say an agent uh, or producer, uh, but to kind of watch the show and uh, give him opinions and ideas on kind of how to move forward. So I'm hoping to kind of do that more in the future, which is really cool, something I've always wanted to do. So, uh, yeah, man, I've just, you know, been trying to, you know, 
do the best I can staying out there, you know? Yeah. So almost like a consultant role kind of with uh, whatever. I'm just happy to be a part of something. I think they are um, the closest thing to uh, ECW that I've seen. And I don't mean it because of uh, their in-ring stuff. I don't mean the death matches or any of that stuff, but as far as the way they book their, their shows, um, you know, they're running every week. They're a very, no pun intended, credible promotion, and they're doing some amazing things. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know, they're, they're the next, they're, they're, that would be what ECW would be if it had survived. And uh, I just, I dig it. I, I dig the passion. There's so many great young men and women there. And it, it's just cool to be a part of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I've been to a few GCW shows when they come around this area. And the thing that I always take away from it is as good as the product is, just the energy of the crowd at those yes. shows is just insane. That's yeah. where I get the ECW vibe from it. Exactly. Just because I remember watching. Yeah. And and, and that's, uh, that's really what, you know, I always say that uh, Paul Heyman was uh, smart in so many ways, but his, his biggest asset was, uh, wasn't the boys or the stories. It was the fans. The fans really were the ones who uh who were like so amazing like they were the they were almost the stars of the show if you really go back to even the hammerstein ballroom for like the wwe's two uh 2005 uh one night stand and all that the crowd was the star you know what i mean the fans the passion so yeah man i, I totally get it dude and you're 100 right yeah oh i love that one night stand pay-per-view uh i was always curious uh that show started with Storm against Jericho, you know, I think they'd build it as Lance's last match. I don't, it wasn't, I know he's worked since then, but you make the run in with the cane and, uh, and help Lance win. Was there ever a discussion to have, uh, give you a match on that show or was it just always going to be the, the run in? Yeah, it's uh, there was never a discussion about me having a match and I'm, and I always wondered why. Um, I don't know, uh, if it was, um, if it was just the way it, it, you know, it all worked out or, I mean, I, I remember in 2002, 2003, kind of going through my own issues with drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if they were nervous that I would not be ready for a, a match pay-per-view, which I would have been, but again, I, I digress. And that's just me thinking that I don't know for sure, but uh, yeah, but, you know, it ended up working out, and we ended up making an appearance at the uh, in the main event as well, where we both, uh, yes. you know, did, had a little running at the end. But it was, dude, it was just cool to be part of it. You know, it was uh, it was a great show, and it was a uh, very mo- one of the best shows and more most monumental shows. Oh man, like, yeah, so can, it was so it was so different than anything else that you know at the time that people have seen. So it was a super cool moment. Yeah, I think I think I heard Dreamer actually booked that show. It wasn't Vince. I think they just let. Oh uh, yeah, it had Tommy to be Dreamer. Yeah, it had to be Dreamer for sure. Yeah, it was definitely uh, had Tommy's fingerprints on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, I don't know how much you're uh, keeping up on on the news lately. Uh, I don't know if you heard Scott Demore got uh, removed at TNA I, as president, yes. had to create him all that, and. Uh, it sounds like Tommy is actually taking a little bit more of a, a role in the creative going forward with a couple other people involved. Had, 
how do you feel he's going to do with that TNA roster if he is the, the head of creative? Um, I mean, I, I think he'll do great. I think Tommy is always, you know, he's he's got such a mind for it, and so not just a mind for it. He's got a he, he's got a really good sense of what's happening around in the business, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's happening. So, I mean, if anybody knows he would, I would like to know uh, why Scott Demore got let go. Um, me too. That, that's a bigger question for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you know, I don't think he, he was doing anything wrong. Really. What happened? We're, we're not sure I don't think he was doing anything, anything wrong. wrong necessarily. I mean, they, they just, really were on an upswing. Wow. Well, that's I had heard that he was wanting to buy the company. Yeah, at some time so, I heard, well, so maybe they're just, uh, you know, yeah, you never know, but it's just, it's crazy. It's, and that's the thing that sucks about wrestling is you never, as, as secure as you think you may be, um, yeah. at some point you never really are, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, which is, it's shitty, but yeah. 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 One so, of the things that, oh, go ahead, Menders. Are, are you, Reb, I'm I'm gonna let you uh, toot your horn a little bit. Are you gonna tell Justin about a uh, Tommy Dreamer giving you a shout out on your uh, messenger the other day about your book? Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a regular listener to Busted Open, so you know Tommy does several days during the week on there, and sometimes when I'm at work, I you I can't call in because of my job, so. If I have a free moment, I'll send a, a message on Twitter or something, just if I have a snarky comment or an idea or something. And I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling from the early 80s, but I told Tommy, I think that Jey Uso needs to do the Ole Anderson heel turn when he turned on Dusty Rhodes in 1980, which mm. was like a year-long build. And then yeah. all of his friends, like, couldn't trust Oli, so he had to get everybody to get on his side. And then eventually, as soon as they did, they just dropped the hammer on Dusty in the cage, riots, everything. And I, I told Tom, I was like, I think they need to do that with, with Jay, get him back in the bloodline. And he, he he told me that was a good idea. So I'm, I'll take that for what it is, you know, is the, yeah, the mark, it, you know. <laughs> hey, it works for me too. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see them maybe do, uh, I know they won't do it, but I'd, I want to see them do a cage match at Mania, Roman and Cody, to keep the bloodline out. And yeah. then uh, after the match is over, say Cody wins, and then bloodline comes in the ring. They start beating on Cody, then here comes Rollins, here comes Jay, and they have the face off, and then Jay just, bam, super kick to Rollins, lock the cage. You know, you're not going to get a riot anymore, but... I know that would be for a very, very hot crowd for that. If that was yeah. to happen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Is there uh is there any uh, news on what rock is going to be doing? Cause I haven't watched. Uh, <laughs> right now he's, uh, he cut a promo with uh, the bloodline on with Friday. Roman. Oh, I'm not right. buying it. I'm not buying there's it. There's <laughs> rumors. There, there's rumors that they might do a tag match on night one, uh, Roman and rock against Rollins and Cody, and then do the title okay. on night two. But they haven't said that for sure. That's just the rumor that's going around. But uh, yeah, they're just—I yep. think they're kind of feeling it out at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't be—I uh, wouldn't be against that. I think that would be kind of cool because you don't normally see somebody, you know, almost working night one and then like uh, uh, do an angle leading into night two. So um, yeah, that would be pretty cool. 
for sure. Yeah, that kind of gives me a vibe like uh, New Japan does. Like if they do a, say during the G1, they would have like on the nights when one block isn't wrestling, they would be in tag matches the night before yes. they would wrestle the guy. Right. It kind of falls in the... But the, yeah, everything, there's a lot of stuff still very much up in the air about WrestleMania. Uh, they made big steps for Jimmy against Jay last night on Raw. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just, we're just along for the ride. Just we can, I just want to see what happens. So. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I know that there, you know, the, there's so much at stake uh, with this bloodline, um, you know, storyline and all that, that, you know, it entails. So. Um, I, but I, I have a feeling that it's gotten so big and so many people are wondering about it and kind of in their own heads have their own ideas. Um, when there's that many people and that much kind of talk, I have a feeling that no matter what they do, nobody's going to be happy, right? right? It's one of those yeah, things it where it is everybody. It could be super cool, but everybody's going to be like, oh, I wish they would have, you know. But yeah, that's, it's, exactly, that's like what happened last year at WrestleMania. Everybody wanted Cody to win. Yeah, and everybody was up in arms when Cody didn't win, and I think most of us were kind of like, "Yeah, we kind of saw it coming," but yeah, you didn't know. Well, we I, have, yeah, I, I think they're going to have to pull the trigger this year. You know, I I don't think it's going to be at WrestleMania. I don't think so either. But I, you know, they WWE has been very good at um, keeping things going, and these storylines have been amazing, but. You know, it, it's almost like sometimes if you wait too long, it, you're going to lose it, you know? And I think yeah. it, we're hitting that time where it's, you got to, it's, it's about time that something, you know what I mean? The next, yeah, the next chapter happens. So, but we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, they're making tons of money. It's all that matters to them. Right. Well, and, every, and work. Uh, everybody's going to come out of there. A lot richer than we are. So <laughs> well, that's true. We're yeah, we're really excited true. at the fact that we haven't been able to predict what's going to happen. Like yeah. we have our ideas, but like even with who was going to win the Royal Rumble, it was up in arms. You did there. Were, we had like three people that we had it narrowed down to, but we didn't know who it was going to be. Right. So right. you yeah. know, it's this is the first year, and like we were talking, it's been like a decade since we haven't been able to pick who the winners were going to be. Yeah. So that's important too. I it mean, it is. I think that's one of the one of the things I I and I, I know I'm not going to explain myself correctly, but I'll try really quickly. Um, one of the things I dislike about, like you know, in the '80s, in early '90s, um, there were you know stars against mid card. You know, you always kind of knew like the big stars were wrestling the middle card, the lower card guys. You knew who was going over. Now you you have this thing where you have equal stars kind of up in these same matches and but it, it all seems like it's fodder it's like it, the importance of who wins and loses is, is kind of been lost it's like it doesn't it almost seems like it doesn't matter as much like aew and, I, and again I, I don't mean to to poop on aew or to, you know i don't want to swear i don't know if we're allowed to swear you're allowed to do oh, whatever yeah, you want to do oh, <laughs> I, I never want to use the word no i don't want to on aew but I just feel like they're they're stuck in that. Like, you know, there's no decide. Like, you, it, wins and losses were supposed to matter. They don't matter, and I think they they just put they throw too many matches out there that um, that really 
you know, they should they should have a big impact on the storyline. And at the end of the day, it's just it's all for shit. So yeah. I just think that they could somehow, you know, not give away so much. And I think WWE is is has always been really good at protecting that. Um, but even WWE is a bit transparent, but they've obviously been the standout show. And uh, business is actually booming for them. Have you looked at the uh, attendance? Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Out, like every every Monday, SmackDown as well. Like they're putting eleven, yeah. twelve fans in the building, and um, yeah, even for house shows, they're drawn. So. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, you you want to see that? I just wish again AEW. I think lost a lot of goodwill, um, you know, because they had something going for a long time and there's so many great i think they I, i've read something somewhere today they have over 200 people uh full-time talents signed mm-hmm. and there's they're yeah. still you know what i mean there's still free agents out there what do you how are you paying these people you know and for what he has we, no budget <laughs> he has no budget look, there's no, i don't mind the no budget i don't mind sitting on my ass getting paid but um I, I think it just does a disservice to the business you know um it, it just it, it it's you know i just wish that you know they could uh just tone things up because they have such a listen we are better off today than we were without an AEW. having that competition having a, a, an alternative especially for the men and women in the business right, right. those are yeah. 200 jobs that were not available you got to look at it from a from our perspective like you know that right. that was available since after wcw and ecw went out of business so it's it's a cool thing uh and tna of course is, is in the mix and so forth but yeah i just i, I really would love to see them uh bounce back a little bit yeah let's put it in perspective tony's actually from champagne he's from the same town that i'm talking to you from right now so his oh, right dad on. runs. Uh, he runs a big factory out here, and very successful. And the story goes that he just basically is letting Tony just use his inheritance to run uh, AEW. Just he wants to see him have fun with it, have fun with his money and everything. So you could take that for how you want to take it, but uh, you know. Hey, look I, again. I, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on it because he's doing a good service business. Uh, he's employing a lot of people, and that's amazing, and that's great. I just wish that, you know, because, man, you, you could really do something here, you know, and you have the uh, the finances and the, the resources, really, to do some special stuff. I think, you know, the stuff with CM Punk and all the, all the stuff that went down was really, a, you know, it started a downward, not a downward spiral, but it really kind of showed that, you know, AEW had no idea what they were doing. I mean, CM Punk was an ace in the hole. And just because, I mean, dude, fights happen in the business all the time. The fact that this was made such a big deal between uh, what happened with CM Punk and I guess uh, what uh, Jack. uh, Jack Perry. Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Jack. I like him as a professional. I mean, I like him as a performer. But, like, that was made into such bullshit. It's like, dude, people fight all the time, man. If I told you some of the stories that happened to me during the 90s in the WWE, you'd be like, you wouldn't believe it. You know, I mean, stuff happens. And the fact that people are so weird these days about it, it's just, it's wild what the business used to be and what it became after just a couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Brett, uh, did actually, you see we got a question a... for you from okay. the chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead. Yeah, I got you. I'm... 
All right. So AJ, he running. He says, "I always like the Impact players. Was there ever any creative plans for you and Lance in the tag division in WWE following the invasion angle that just didn't happen for whatever reason?" Um, no, there were not. Unfortunately, I remember um one time, and it was I remember where we were as well. It was a Monday Night Raw, and uh, we were in Chicago at. Uh, Oh my God, uh, the Rosemont. We used to call it the Rosemont Horizon, where the WWE does their shows. Yeah, and uh, we were. Uh, they put Lance and I together to wrestle Edge and Christian on a Monday Night Raw, and uh, it was oh, wow. you know match. We put them over, but it was really well done. It was a great match, and we honestly thought like they could they would do something with us. I mean, it was just because Lance wasn't doing much and I wasn't doing anything at all. So why not? Uh, you know why not just insert that but again it's like the wwe just does not i don't know if it was if they don't like to put over what happened in other companies or if they just truly did not know but um they had no interest in putting us together so it's Mm -hmm. and no and you know if they would have i think we could have been a great team for the wwe oh yeah yeah i i think vince always kind of got that reputation he wasn't real high on tag team wrestling in general no from no, some of the stuff I heard, so I'm sure that may have had something to do with it. I would have loved to see Impact players back on WWE back in the day, though. That would yeah. have been great. It would have been so much fun, and we would have done some good stuff, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Red. Uh, I want to get back to, EC- I want to, get back to ECW a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> there was a run. Oh, hang on. What do we got? We got another question. Oh, got another question for you. Uh, Barry's wanting to know how was your time with Albert and X Pac, the old X Factor it was, stable. Back it was. Today? I really enjoyed it. I thought um, again, and it's going to be a similar answer to the Impact Players thing. Um, when we were brought in, we were supposed to uh, feud originally with the Hardys for the tag team titles, um, and I remember the first program we had uh, when I debuted and we teamed together and did X Factor with Pac and Albert. Um, we were supposed to, uh, you know, just start right away with, with the Hardys, but instead it became, uh, I think we did the Dudleys. We actually did a pay-per-view. It was like, uh, me, Pac and Albert against Bubba, Devon and Spike. We beat them I at remember. the pay yep. We beat them at the pay-per-view. And then the next pay-per-view we did like a, a four-way or something. One of those, like. You know, when one team wins, the next team comes down. It was like yeah, edging like tag the team turmoil or something. Yeah, the Dudleys, and I think even like Ben, like the Chris's, like uh, we called it the Chris's. It was Benoit and Jericho were a team, and uh, we ended up going really far in that. Uh, but we ended up we ended up losing that, and again, and then after after that, uh, we were still a tag team. But then the uh, the WCW thing happened, and we became the Alliance, and and the other thing and WC and WWE and the Alliance and Pac went away and the, the, the tag team just got dissolved because of the, uh, the, you know, the roster split and all that stuff. So it kind of end, ended abruptly, you know, which was a shame because I thought we'd have been a nice heel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was always a part of me that wished that they would have kept ECW and WCW separate during that invasion oh. angle instead of putting yeah. everybody into the same crew. Yeah, because you know, we it it was two. It was very two very opposite things. 
when WCW was went under and uh, Vince acquired them, um, they were they were looked at upon as it was just like the very just the remnants of something that used to be. ECW was very different. It was almost like you know the the we still had heat, we still had positive. Uh, people looked at us positively, but we just didn't have. You know, it was more of a financial thing where WCW just kind of was the shits. If you remember the end of WCW and the creative, oh, I do. Oh, we do. <laughs> and, but if it kept uh, separate, I think we could have definitely done something special. But again, WWE doesn't doesn't. They never really want to give what the they never want to give the fans what they really want, and it, and it bothers me because like. That would have made them so much more money if they would have kept ECW and WCW separate. You could have had three rival promotions. Hell, you could have had uh, Monday Night Raw be WWE on, on you know on Monday. WCW you could have given them a show on a Thursday night, which was I think when SmackDown was on back then, and then given ECW something on a Saturday night, and and kept everybody separate, and then once or twice a year have a Super Bowl of wrestling at a WrestleMania or whatever and you even have your own pay-per-view, but they just can't help themselves. You know what I mean? They Survivor just... series. Survivor Something. series would be yeah. a good one. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And also just as far as money goes, I mean, you guys were just sold merchandise at the nose on the oh. if you oh. guys were still in the ECW merch and all that. Uh oh. Uh oh. Did we lose him? Hang on. Okay. Uh oh. All right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> to avoid dead air. Uh, we'll give him a few minutes. We lost. Yeah, we'll give him a second here to. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. Why don't we pay bills while we're waiting on him to come back in? Okay, that sounds great. Get that. Okay. All right. Let's here we go. do that. I'm sorry right. about that. I apologize. Oh, no worries. You're uh, fine. We went ahead and paid our bills. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, you're good. Like I said, not not the first time that's happened, so it's all good. Uh, I wanted to get back into ECW here for a bit because I remember kind of the feud that didn't really get to flesh out was the one you had with Rob Van Dam in 99 Yeah. for the uh, yeah. TV title. Uh I remember the build-up. You had the tag match Impact players against Van Dam and Jerry Lynn on the pay-per-view, which was awesome. But why did uh, you never uh, really did the one-on-one run like to its uh, to its fullest? Uh, well, any well idea why? Paul, yeah, no, yeah, I do absolutely. Uh, Paul Heyman had for a very long time gone through great lengths to make sure that Rob and I never touched. 
Um, he wanted to do something uh, special. He wanted to like really build on this as like, you know, Rob being the the big star, the baby face, Mr. ECW really, you know, he was the most over by far, uh, you know, so good, so talented. And I was, you know, the, the biggest heel they had. They didn't want to just jump into it. They wanted to really take their time and build. And unfortunately, um, you know, even in that match you mentioned in 99, um, if you go back and watch it, I just remember this because I know what I was told, that uh, Van Damme and I never touched in that match purposefully. You know, uh, Lance did all the work with Rob. I did most of the work with Jerry. Uh, but never Rob and I actually touched. So the whole thing was to save it for a big payday someday, a big payoff uh, of an angle. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, it just, we didn't have time, you know, um, yeah. you know, the business just, you know, was what it was. Yeah. I remember that match because I remember hearing the crowd when there even was just the idea that you guys would make contact. Yeah. And just the crowd was, the crowd was hot for it for sure. Yeah. For it sure, always surprised yeah. It always surprised me that Paul waited as long as he did to put Van Damme in a world title situation. I mean, yeah. I know he well, was doing would... the TV title for two years. Well, that was supposed to be the deal. I was supposed to have the world title, and uh, Rob was supposed to beat me for the world title, you know, and kind of unify the TV and the world or whatever. However, they would have played that out. He would have been double champion. But, yeah, that was right. uh, originally what was, you know, because I had the belt until I think October Jerry beat me. Uh, 2000 and then you know we closed shortly after but uh rob was supposed to take it for me and you know yeah. that would have been the, the thing yeah yeah would the uh would the broken ankle have been a a big reason of why that didn't happen because i know he got hurt in 2000 when he had to give up the tv title was that just did that just throw a monkey wrench into Paul's plan? I don't for, think uh, don't, it don't. did. No, I don't think uh, the only reason I don't, and again, I don't know for sure. You know, this is just what, how I see it. Um, I don't think so because I won the, I, I think I won the belt. Um, I, I got to say May of 2000. So it really mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't, you know, I think he wanted me to have it leading into 2001. If, if all would have been healthy with the company. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that had anything to do with it. I just think that, you know, it sucked that that happened, but I think Paul wanted me to, to have the belt for a little bit. And then eventually in 2001, probably early 2001, uh, give it over to Rob. Okay. Uh, we got a guy in the comment, uh, wild screenwriter. He's a newcomer. So welcome. Uh, he says RVD's TV title ring got over and elevated it to higher status, similar to what Gunther has done today with the IC title, which, oh yeah, wrong. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would yeah. argue, I mean, even argue that the TV title was more important than the world title. And I'm not trying to diss my own uh, my own run, but you could argue that, you know, because Rob was the biggest star we had in the company, although I was the world champion, he had, you know, more steam. Uh, so you could you could even argue that the, the TV title was more important. But uh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, that even goes back to when Taz had it uh, before yeah. Rob. Uh, That's right. That's in, right. Yep. That ninety-seven, early ninety-eight. Yep. But uh, yeah. So, uh, so Minders wanted me to ask you this. Uh, this is, we're we're allowed the occasional nerd question on on the show. I did the same thing with Barry Horowitz. 
I've always wondered, do you still have the Aldo Montoya mask? I do. I do. As a matter of fact, oh, I looked over to the side. It's somewhere on the floor here because I had to do a promo with it for an action figure I have oh, coming up. So, oh. Yeah, it's hold on. Yay! Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to get my cat out. Let me see if I can pull it out here. Um, hold on. I don't want to. Shit. Hold on. <laughs> All right, I can't find it right now. It's uh, sorry. Fine. Long, sorry for the false. It's, it, it's fine. But, but oh, yes, no, you're good. I do still have it. Yes. <laughs> well, we actually have one of your buddies coming up that's going to be on our show here in a couple weeks too. Oh, who's that? Yeah, of uh, the second week of April, we're going to have Jason on with us. Uh, Jason Knight. Oh, right. Sexiest man on earth. So. Oh, he's a trip. He's a very cool yeah, interview. Looking forward to that one. For sure. Yeah, it's, uh, looking forward to that. Right on. We had Jack yes. Victory on a few, what, a month or so ago? Oh, Jack. I, I, I go, yeah. Yeah. I just saw Jack and Steve Carino, as a matter of fact. they uh, We all did an appearance together at a New York City, uh, somewhere in uh, Queens, New York. We did a wrestling uh, wrestling store that sells like all kinds of wrestling action figures and memorabilia and uh him and karina were there and i was there van damme was there sabu was there so yeah i just saw uh jack he looks great he's awesome he's another one yeah yeah jack's a he trooper he, uh, he was <laughs> he had, yeah jack had to do it from his stories. truck <laughs> he, was his, he was doing his his job <laughs> yeah he was just in the cab of his truck doing the doing the chat with us and... that's all <laughs> but, uh, for him yeah he's a... but yeah a lot of a lot of good stories out of Jack. He's another yeah, guy we got to have for a part two at some point. Oh yeah, and he's such a okay. nice guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got another uh, another newcomer here, uh, Matthew Sheffle. Let us know what your thoughts are on CM Punk. Now, I know he was you were his first match in the old DCW uh, yep. sci-fi days. Yep. Um, I love Punk. I I think um, you know I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I you hear all the stuff. I mean, I he was never that. I I thought he was a sweetheart of a guy. I always got along with him. Like maybe I got I got him at a different uh, point in his career or life, but he was super cool, super easy to work with. Um, I, I remember this. I remember um, the night we wrestled at that the match you're talking about and his debut. That he actually came up to me afterwards at the Hammerstein Ballroom where the show was, and he was like teared up thanking me because he was like you know you really helped me you know uh you know you put me over you made me look great thank you so much he was very humble and a good dude and that's that's how i remember him so but again it's been a long time removed but uh he was always super cool to me man i like him a lot i think he's good for the business yeah yeah i agree yeah i agree yeah he just got tired of working with children <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what he said Dude, I, it always said, seems like with mind, I would lose my mind doing that. I really, <laughs> dude, but especially when you come, if you come from the WWE, and especially guys like us who, like, I was there through the '90s, dude. I mean, talk about like PTSD, and I, I've seen the shit that killed Elvis. <laughs> I've seen too much. I've done too much. Um, and so for these guys to kind of shit on everything and, and to not understand and realize how great of an opportunity they have, uh, in AW and it's just, it's, it's astounding to me. They're all making more money than I've ever 
scene um and they still are crying the blues it's it, it's insanity so i can imagine why punk felt the way he did yeah that's uh, kind of how we, of, all, we all agree uh, yeah. we all agree yeah <laughs> in, in our little group uh, anyway yeah uh you always hear talk about the the guys in the aw locker room not listening to the veterans or whatever i'm not we're not locker room guys we don't know the fact yeah but I, I, just that's what i hear yeah, you know. but you were just in the the GCW. You were talking about that at the start of the chat. Uh, how was the how's the talent in the locker room to work with, like to they're, interact with? They're they're great. They're they're very. Uh, again, it's I I can't I can't compare it to an AEW because again I've never been there and I've never met a lot of these men and women that work there. But these kids are are all super super nice and. Uh, very humble and just wanting to, you know, hey, could you watch my match and, you know, stuff like that. So everybody was always really, uh, really welcoming and, and nice. So, again, I, I think it's more of an internal thing. I think it comes more down to guys that are getting paid a lot of money, big six-figure deals that have never done anything in their careers and think this is like how it's done. They're, you know what I mean? I, and I, And the fact that or, you know, the fact that like guys like Goldust are there, Dustin Rhodes, Jerry Lynn, so many guys, and like you, you're not listening to those guys, you know, that's to me, that's the biggest faux pas you could do. Like, uh, uh, it's just, you know, you don't have to listen to, you don't have to do what they say, but at least entertain and try to understand that everyone's here to help you. And it just, it, it just feels very, um, you know, just, I, I, I don't want to say the millennial kind of thing, but it's like they're just different animals than, than our generation was. And I, I guess it shows in the way they do business, you know. One of my biggest things, I, w- I want to see the guys that are in the locker room now with the things that we've heard. Sure. I want to see if they would have survived in the 90s. Oh, God. I don't think they would have. <laughs> Even myself. I mean, look, I, I, I mean, there were things that were was that were done and things I had to endure that would make most people like even myself, like, I don't know how I made it seriously. Like I wanted to cry most nights and like go home. Um, you know, they were, it was brutal, dude. They would rib you, um, you know, and, and do horrible things, do things that actually shouldn't be done. And, you know, and, and I'm being funny, but like, they were just mean to you though. And they made you earn your, your keep. So I could not imagine anybody like, you know, in some ways I'm glad that doesn't exist anymore. But I understand why it exists because it made you appreciate what you had, even though it was kind of rough. Uh, and I don't know if you know if I would do that or do that to another person today. But I could see why it was done. It was like you know, if you're gonna do this, and if you're gonna, you know, we we made this this territory and this business for you. Now you're gonna reap the rewards. You know, we got to make sure you're, you know you respect us and and it was just yeah. it was that, that old mentality you know what i mean did that you old, ever have to go yeah. before judge Rest- taker oh i had i i was at i did wrestler's court <laughs> oh, oh yeah and i i'll tell you and it was not uh, it was because i took lex luger's girlfriend on a germany tour she she went home with me instead of him and then i got a lot of heat for that. so i had to, i had to go to, to go before wrestler's court for that one but uh. I wasn't married. I was a single man. So, right. you know. So. But anyways, Menders, Menders, yeah. do I dare mention that to Luger when we see him at the Square Circle Expo? No. No. Uh, 
Dude, you can't totally. He probably won't remember, but that's a, <laughs> He probably won't, honestly. It's like it was 25, 30 years ago, so probably not. <laughs> we're all, we're, we're pretty stoked. I think before we told you we went to a Squared Circle Expo, um, they're going to have one of those, again, coming up here in a couple weeks, uh, end of March, over at Indianapolis. And Mikey Ripreck is one of the guys that are going to be there. And um, we're so we're so stoked. Shane's yeah. going to be there again. Oh, nice. Um, Devon's going to be there. Uh, there's like 70 people that are going to be there. Bobby Fulton. Uh, that's oh yeah. wow. So oh, yeah, we're we're pretty group, stoked. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mikey's the best. You'll love yeah. Mikey. Funny as hell. Yeah. Reb, that's one we should uh, try to get on the show. I bet you we could do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, yeah. I, it's always, it's always a shot. I mean, we got an impressive list of ECW talent. We got, we've had Fonzie on, we've had Jack Bakery on, uh, Gavin Jason on, of course, next month. Uh, Justin so yeah, twice. I mean, worst thing yeah. you can do is say no, right? <laughs> Justin twice. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Guys. Worst thing you can do is say no. So, yeah. uh, Tajiri might be a challenge if we ask Tajiri because yeah. being Japanese isn't so good. Okay. Um, were you going to throw up that one question from Wild Screenwriter there? Um, oh, how would see. Justin have booked his WWE run in 2001 oh. differently? Oh, geez. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I would I would just start as the only way I would have booked it differently is just for us to uh, I would have booked it again. Um, it, the, 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 the roster was so full. I mean, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin. You had The Rock, you had Triple H, you had Undertaker, you had everybody. So it certainly would not have been a singles. Uh, again, the WWE had the right thing in mind of booking me as a tag with X-Pac. I would have just booked us as a much stronger team right off the bat um, and kind of made us the number one contenders right away um, and just and given us a, a tag team title run. Uh, other than that, I don't think I would change it because, you know, there's no way... Just incredible could could uh, you know really hang in there at that time without a, a year's worth of push, without you know you can't hang with the Rock the way he was at that time or Stone Cold or the Undertaker or Triple H or all those other guys coming up you know it was just so stacked, so the tag team route would have been the the best way. Right. Um, what else do we have? Oh, oh. well, we got another one. We kind of covered. Man, he's keeping us busy here. But, he is. <laughs> uh, we we kind of touched on on this earlier. He's asking, "Do you feel like Albert added much to the group?" I think we kind of covered that when we were talking about X Factor earlier. I don't uh, think he. Did. I think he meant to. the The meaning for Albert was kind of to be like the Kevin Nash of the group. Like he was supposed to. Yeah. Like we we're two smaller guys. Um, even though, like, I was two twenty five, two thirty. Pac was two twenty. Nowadays, like, we're heavyweights compared to the guys that are in AEW. They're like one fifty. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Albert was supposed to be like our bodyguard and our heater. You know, he's supposed to be right. like the Nat. But uh, unfortunately, you know, and I love Matt Bloom. He's a great dude. Still has a job with the office, I think. Uh, but that being said, he just never had the charisma. I thought the look was distracting with all the, the stuff. And he didn't, the, the piercings kind of away from uh, what we were, I don't know. It just, it, it just didn't mesh. The way I would have liked it, although he was a great dude and yeah. loved working, but it just didn't work. Yeah. Hey, Reb, I'm going to say something. 
wild screenwriter, Go keep ahead. the questions coming. Keep the questions yeah. coming. Don't apologize for it, because no, no sorries yeah, here. He's, no sorries here. No. He's just more questions one of his the favorite better. wrestlers. So. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate yep. all into the program. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Well, uh, so aside from doing the uh, the GCW stuff, do you have anything else uh, coming up that you uh, want to get out there? Um, not really. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm I'm booked quite a bit. I, I don't have anything. I'm I'm half punch drunk all the time, but I don't have anything written that I could like kind of say the dates. But I'm booked all the way up to WrestleMania weekend. Uh, wow. Stuff I'm doing at WrestleMania weekend in Philadelphia. So just kind of uh, just. Follow- both on Twitter and Instagram at PJ Polacco kind of keep everybody up to date on, on, on that. And uh, that's pretty much it, dude. Keeping it kind of simple, you know, these days. Make sure you let us know when those yeah. uh, action figures come out. I definitely will. I'll yes. Yes. Touch. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Looking forward to it. It's they're going to be really cool for sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, well we really appreciate you coming back on for a, uh, a second uh, go around with us. Yeah. This you might have to have a third. Have to do a part Who knows? Three. Well, I have to do part three. I'd love to anytime you guys, you know, I'm always here. Yeah. All Thanks. right. So, sounds yeah. great. Thanks, Justin. Hopefully, we appreciate it so much. Hopefully we can get you to one of these conventions around here. We can actually get a chance to meet a face-to-face. But, yeah, that would be. Yeah, uh, until then, I mean, we're digging the, doing the chat here. So uh, anytime, if you got something okay. you want to plug or something, just let me know. No, we'll get you back man. on. Follow me on Twitter at PJ Polaco. All right. We do our best. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I always love it when he's on. He does not disappoint, does he? (laughs) No, he he never does. Yeah. He's got good stories. He always has good takes on the the business. He Uh, does. He has the mask. You got me to ask him about the Aldo mask. He has it in his house. I know. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to send him a message and see if we can't get a picture of him with the mask so we can put it. <laughs> You'll just do what I do and, with the hey, uh, with our still unnamed head. Just put it on there. Keep it next. There to you me. go. Hey, thanks. We still to need a name for this guy, the by the way. Yeah. yeah hey, so uh, guys, welcome. Thanks so much. Yes, that's awesome. It's always good to get some new faces in here. Uh, if you're watching it live, uh, it does drop on podcast on Apple, Spotify, Audible uh, on Thursday mornings at 6.05 Central Time. I did that for a reason. I'm sure you did. <laughs> AJ's asking, when does Probably Justin go to the JTR Hall of Fame? Later. I don't know. It may have to be an impact players going in the Hall of Fame. Possibly. You know what would be fun as if, if, it's, if we could have him on when we put them in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. There we go. Or if we do one that of our watch longs, we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that heat wave match when he's uh, him and uh, Lance against Jerry and Van Dam. There you go. But what he was saying, something stuck out when he was talking about how Paul booked them to never touch in the ring, him and Van Dam. That's very similar to what he did with Taz and Sabu going into Barely Legal, because they went yeah. like a year without making any contact in the ring, and then that match was just so good at the pay-per-view. But that never happens did. anymore. It's so frustrating. Yeah, there's Stuff so like much to be said happen. for the slow burn. No. It is. Oh, my goodness. So but, we put uh, a pin in it. Where did we put a pin in it? Do you remember? Where did we? I think we were about to talk about the AEW CMLL situation. 
because that uh, got a little bit of attention in the uh, on the dirt sheets and in the wrestling news sources. Got a little attention from the because, boys in the back. Yeah, especially the uh, the Triple A fellows are not happy because from what we heard, and I haven't seen the actual like phrasing of the the contract, whatever the deal is that Tony Khan made with CMLL. So we were a little fuzzy on it. Apparently, on shows when the CMLL talent is on television, whether it be Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, they cannot have any Mexican wrestling talent that does not work for CMLL on the show. Which, if you're an AEW fan, if you're an AEW fan, you know that includes Penta, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Drolistico, all those guys that have been there for several years at this point. Since the beginning. That are over... Yeah, Penta and Ray have been especially since the, beginning. the Lucha Brothers specifically, but I mean, yes. Rush came over with the Ring of Honor, but right. I mean, that puts those guys in a hell of a spot. I mean, yeah, I know they could just take a week off and chill out at home or whatever, but Triple, like they said, Triple A didn't make those kind of demands when Tony started working with them, and Tony has presented their champions defending the titles on on his shows. Uh, Vikingo defended the Mega Championship. Uh, FTR when they were tag champions, uh, Lucha Brothers when they were the tag champions, they would defend the titles on there, and uh, yep. yeah, they never made any kinds of concessions that they had to limit who he could book, and that's another instance where we were saying, how can they fix AEW? Tony has to grow a set. That's one where Tony has to grow a set. Yeah, and, it's uh, definitely where Tony has to. And grow yeah, a set. I know, I know. CMLL is the oldest wrestling company in the world, and it's got that pedigree it's got that lineage it's got that respect to it but it's yeah tony he's gotta he's gotta step up for his guys this is the case where it looks like he's not standing up for his talent yeah which which if you're paying you very far no yeah. the guys are not going to want to do anything anymore honestly if if mm-hmm. tony's not going to uh, respect them why should they respect him i Part of me wonders how long this deal has been in place. But I mean, I know they just started using the guys a few weeks ago, but they probably made this deal months ago to figure out how to do this. And it makes me wonder if guys like if like an Andrade got wind of it and maybe that played into his decision to leave when his contract came up. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas. I don't. I can't tell you for if sure. If it is, Obviously, I don't we're blame not him. Involved. No, of course not. I, yeah. And <laughs> it makes you wonder how long. Because I think Penta and Phoenix re-signed not too long ago. So I think they've got another few years on their contract. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. See, yeah, AJ's uh, AJ, you were right. Yep. Penta goes all the way back to All In. When uh, Jericho yeah. put his gimmick on. <laughs> attacked Omega yep. after his match. But yeah. Oh, I. Uh, and I've always been high on Penta. I, I always thought he was good. I, I know loved AJ Penta and you were Lucha Underground guys. Lucha Underground people, people so. yeah. We loved him in Lucha Underground. For me, it was... It was impact for me when I first saw him, when he was the world champion there. Well, see, and then there's another problem, and I don't know, and this is where, is anybody that's worked for a Lucha company? Because if that's the case, then you've got problems with Swerve. You've got problems with a bunch of the other ones. Uh, And Helico, we talked about. And Helico. AJ helped us out. You know who all of them are. Yeah. Yeah, but... And we were talking about that. We think that the phrasing was just for the Mexican wrestlers that worked there. That's but the way like we, I said, we, we think, haven't, but we're not sure. That's 
when we heard the uh, Brian last when we listened to Cornette, they were talking about this, and he was he was talking about what the what the deal said. So I haven't had a chance to read it myself. I'm just going by what he said there. And yeah, if if that is just anybody that ha- works for or has worked for anybody other than CMLL, that's a big hole in your roster. A huge hole. Uh, Jeff Jarrett would be out of there. I think Lethal, I think, worked there. Yeah. Uh, not that Tony's doing anything with Lethal well, anyway. Moron. Well, FTR. <laughs> Even FTR. Because they were the yeah. AAA tag. Yeah, they were mega yeah. champions. They were tag champions, yeah. Yeah. Uh, AJ so, says, I mean, Penta had the best... Oh, let me get this quote in from AJ here. Menders, AJ says, Penta had the best run of his career in Lucha Underground. Fun fact, when he won the Impact World title, he was also the Lucha Underground champion. He was a double champion, and that never got hyped up at all. So, yeah, I don't... Now that I mentioned... Now that he says that, I don't think they ever said he was Lucha Underground champion when he was in Impact. <laughs> hey, okay. Well, Screen Rider, hey, you stepping right up, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, he says, I believe that CML guys can't wrestle other Mexican talent. That actually kind of makes sense. It makes more sense than the other thing, anyway. Uh, because, uh, let's see, what is it? First night, CML appeared on the 31st. Two matches later, Commander wrestled Wardlow. Okay. So there we go. Commander's an eight okay. AAA guy. So they just can't wrestle. So, so they can't okay. wrestle. Triple eight down. Okay, that makes more sense because that makes a lot more. Maybe sense. that's Thank a you. conflict of interest. Thank you, Wild Screenwriter. Please do not leave us. Please don't in leave the us. Future. <laughs> you are you have proven to be a tremendous asset to our uh, our hey, bullshittery here. Yeah, we have a lot of bullshittery, so you are more yes. than welcome to correct us on our bullshittery. So it's great. Yes. Well, have uh, we talked about see. AEW enough? I'm I'm kind of over I, it. We have. I I decided to behave and not show. You know how I get squirrely with my Photoshop projects with pictures with Tony. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I should I do it? I don't. I don't want to be that guy. But uh, well, while screenwriter, if, we're if an he hour hasn't and a half. So. I said we're an hour and a half into the yeah. show. So yeah. YouTube probably uh, given up on us already. <laughs> we've had some fun. We've had some fun with Tony, and we put him in the uh, Napoleon garb there. You know. Uh, Put him with Muhammad Ali. You got the picture of him with the cowboy hat. Well, that's you didn't put Menders. him in anything there. That was just no, him. Menders wore that, <laughs> that better. Just, I did and, wear that uh, better. Of course, put him on the muscle and fitness Vince McMahon <laughs> covers there. I'm very proud of some of these. Uh, of yes. course, then we have the uh, Tony. <laughs> that one's my favorite. There. I think that one's my favorite. <laughs> if if yeah, I wasn't afraid of getting sued, I put that on the t-shirt. So <laughs> we were, as listening to the CMLL discussion today and i just i got squirrely i yeah <laughs> i don't it know if like i'm proud pringles, of this or not kind of. it looks like pringles it kind looks of like the guy on the pringles can yeah yep <laughs> i don't know if i'm proud of that yet or not uh all okay. right reb i'm gonna let you answer this because he's asked it twice now okay so... yeah yes i i didn't put it to justin because i don't think he was still in the on the roster when she got there uh to the baby but yeah so Matt's asking, what are you guys' thoughts on Ashley and Masaro? It's a fucking shame. What the Yeah. Just to the to the notes of it, that's just fucking horrible. For those that don't know, there's a suit out that uh, she got uh, sexually assaulted on one of the military tours in I forget yeah. what year it was, by some of the military personnel that were there. And uh she went to the office. She got I forget left who there, she said she, she went to. Did she get left there? 
I thought I heard she got left there. I and I there's there's so much that's surrounding that that Matthew, we appreciate the question, but we're we're trying to avoid avoid anything with it just because we don't want to get yeah, wrapped we don't up have all the facts or, and we don't, we wanna, don't have the facts. Yeah. We don't know a personal opinion. No, I think Vince said, is a pig, but well, that's all there is. Vince is a special kind of shithead. I'll just say it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, with everything that uh, Obari is uh, confirming. Yes. She did get left there. So yeah. Yeah. Just beyond horrible. What happened yeah. there, but uh, yeah, it's just, and it came out, Right around the time all this other stuff is getting brought Dropped up about out, uh, yeah. Vince, and uh, yeah, it's uh, well, I like to say I appreciate the appreciation. It's a, uh, it's a slippery slope to for sure to to get into all the weeds and all this. Cause I'm not a smart man. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a law degree. I'm not a, I'm not an expert on anything except for pro wrestling. Pretty much. So we don't want to open our but, mouth and insert foot is basically where we're yeah, going if, with it. Because if I if I try to wax extra knowledgeable, I'm gonna sound like a friggin' idiot. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's easy enough to do that without that. Uh, AJ chime in. The poor woman went through so much trauma in her time in WWE. RIP, and I hope her family is holding up as best they can with all the new info coming out. You know, I'm not gonna be surprised if she if her family goes after Vince in a some sort of civil situation. I bet they wait. I bet they wait and see what happens with this other one first. Well, yeah. I, I, I think that'll was, be what'll happen. Yeah. So it's one of those things. I, I hate to say wait and see, but yeah. It, I mean, just the facts alone are just mind-boggling and horrifying yeah. to think about. As anybody can be about like all, that. About all whatever. of this stuff going on Yeah, with the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, yes, she well, does have a, a young daughter. I forget how old she is at this point, but yeah, I know... Uh, when she uh, when she died, I remember them talking about her having a little girl. So, all right, uh, let's switch subjects. Sorry, should, I brought uh, it up, but let's switch. Let's switch. No, 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 it's fine. Hey, if if the question comes in, we gotta we gotta address. Well, at least it somehow, address it. But, uh, we'll address it. Yeah. Um, how about uh, I we talk go about, into? Oh, I was gonna well, say I'm calling you out because you know quick. more. I was just gonna say that was where I was gonna okay. take you to. All right, so we kind of touched me in, on. I kind of missed okay. bits and pieces of this, so fill me in. Okay, so we kind of know uh, what's going. Like Scott Demore got uh, let go by uh, Anthem. I guess the story is he wanted, he wasn't happy with the budget that they were being given for the for the for the company, and he wanted to either get a bigger budget or buy the company outright, and then they let him go. Uh, the the roster seems like has not taken it well, <laughs> to no. put it lightly. No. Uh, it, you know, this is a fair question for a newcomer. Is there a theme or questions open to any subject related to wrestling? Uh, the name of our podcast the is Jumping the Rail. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we tend to go off topic very, very confidently on this show. Uh, sometimes we have a theme, or at least we have a theme for a, a portion of the shows. But if something comes up, we'll we'll hop in and we'll we'll talk about it. We'll give uh, our two cents. In this case, yeah. Uh, getting back to this TNA stuff here. Uh, after Scott got let go, the uh, roster kind of took up arms, uh, jumping to his defense. Everybody apparently just loves Scott in the company. Uh, whether it's a guy like Chris Sabin, who I believe the more trained 
to come into the yeah. business, Alex Shelley. Uh, yeah. And then just like Tommy Dreamer said, he's one of his best friends. And on Busted Open, he actually, and this isn't hard for Tommy, he got very emotional talking about it. <laughs> no, not Tommy. I, I know, I know. <laughs> not but Tommy. Anyway, uh, I don't have the letter in front of me, but the company or the roster sent Anthem a letter basically taken up for Scott is a good way to yeah. put it. And uh, I don't know if that's going to get them anywhere. I think they said they they basically told Anthem that the best person for the uh, for the position of creative running the company, whatever it was, is Scott Demore, and they would like to see them try to get it back. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the best look for the roster, if you think about it. Uh, I mean, I get the loyalty. Uh, actually, that was one of the things I was going to ask Justin about was being loyal to a promoter because, you know, you had Heyman. You know, so he yeah. knows a thing or two. Uh, we'll save that for part three. There but anyway, uh, over the last few days, there have been several talent that have just been tweeting this out, just an hourglass on their social media. This is just a few of them. Uh, see, Mike Bailey, Tommy Dreamer, Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich, Chris Bay, just to name a few. I think Josh Alexander did also. And we don't know what I'll the context is of that. I I wonder if it's just talking about once their like how long their contract. I really wonder if it's once their contracts up. Yeah. Because yeah. uh because later earlier today uh TNA put out something on social media here, Menders, check this out. TNA exercises ex- option to extend Josh Alexander's contract <laughs> after he put the Ooh. hourglass up. So okay. uh, that could be a, a, that could be sticky, you know. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it. Could like be. I said, I'm not a. I'm not a legal beagle or anything, but yeah, it's those contracts. You got to make sure you got the uh, the language in there that you want. I I know that what? just from losing a little piddly bet to a independent wrestler in Mattoon, <laughs> Illinois. Yep, you sure do. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, let's see. I have a question. Oh, Matthew Sheffield chiming in here, Menders. Hang on one second. According to from Spiteful Select, Josh Alexander had reportedly oh. requested TNA not exercise the extension option in his contract. He intended to explore free agent, but Anthem extended his contract. Ooh, that's Bischoff move right there. That's the WCW. That is a Bischoff move. move. Yeah. Uh, AJ says, you got to think Jordan Grace has an offer from WWE waiting on her when her contract is up. Oh, you know she impressed people in that Royal Rumble. She did. Uh, that was one of I the ones they've been talking Triple H about. Triple said that. Hunter said as much in the press conference. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> oh, Anthem might oh, be. Uh, oh. Oh, what do you got? Yep, he had posted the uh, the hourglass. He posted the hourglass. Uh, that was. I don't have the time on that. One fifty-seven <laughs> on the nineteenth. So it was yesterday. Okay, and then today they announced that they extended his contract. Yeah, that's uh, Jordan Grace plus, replying to the walking weapon. Weapon. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and the oh is, my God! Josh is in a me. sticky spot too because his wife is the ring announcer. Uh, Jay Chung has yeah. a job as a ring announcer in TNA now. Um, and somebody else is posting. Puzzled. Well, that's a, somebody, a lot of hourglasses. That was just on Josh's ex. Oh boy. Yeah. 
So oh, apparently so it's mean. That's and... something we're going to have to keep. Yeah, we keep our eye what? on that one. We got to keep our eye what on that one. Then? And then they also uh, posted this. <laughs> oh, man. It's so. Uh, yeah, so. Hopefully it's 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 not something malicious, but I, I hate to see that because it, it has been. AJ, we know, we know. AJ says it's selfish to hope when Josh is a free agent, we get FTR versus the North. That is one of the few times I'm going to say that I would want Alexander to go to AEW just to put him back with Ethan Page again. But if not, I if and I know with some moot point now that he's been extended, I, I think he would be huge in New Japan pro wrestling. Yeah. He's he a big make boy. A, he can make good money there. It's not even that he's a big boy. It's, he's a tough guy. He can wrestle. He's got all, he checks all the boxes that they look for in in New Japan. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's a moot point now because they, they extended him. Yep. Well, how long is the extension for? Uh, that I don't know. It's, uh, because, I mean, they extended it, but it was like a year, two years, six months. I mean, if it's six yeah, months, I, so I could that's... just go ahead and run it out. Whatever. That's fine. But. Right. I got a feeling if they're extending it, it's going to be longer. And it's going to be a year at least. If I had that's to guess. That's what I'm thinking. At least a year, maybe two. Yeah. Anyway, uh... but, uh, anyway we're going to keep an eye on that situation because it's, uh, it's definitely a sticky one for. Uh... Ooh, AJ has a good point. Oh, AJ has a good point. Extension is probably for the length of however long he was injured last year, which is standard procedure when you've got that a rest toy under contract. So that makes a lot okay. of sense. Man, our, so what, our nine, chat is on the months? ball today, Menders. I know. I'm so proud. I think he was out for about our nine chat's... months. Yeah. He was out for about nine. So, yeah. So about a year. All right. All right. Well, let's well, Menders... move on to W. You'll move on WWE. Let's move on to WWE. We got to talk about the Elimination Chamber because that's coming up on Saturday. Are you getting uh, up at we five? Got the full... I got to work, so I'm going to be up at five, but I'm not going to be able to watch it live. I'll ah. have to watch it later on. Okay. Uh, so they have the full field lined up for both chamber matches. Uh, okay, this... can we talk Apparently... Raw first? We need to talk Raw. Let's first. talk Raw first. Uh, can I show you my favorite part of Raw? Sure. During the main event, well, the entrances of the main event when Jey Uso came out and Pat McAfee's up on the table doing the doing the hands, mm -hmm. this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Go through caught him. <laughs> Just gave a look and Pat stopped. <laughs> I forgot about that. I do remember seeing oh that. Oh my god, I popped. Oh, that was I great. popped so hard when that <sighs> happened. So fun. Oh my God. Although I will tell uh, you, I Raw thought Hunter was going to lose it last night. I really thought so he was going to lose it. I was scared I, to death. Yeah. Uh, Raw last night was very good. It was bookended by two very good matches. Cody and Drew yes. at the beginning. Gunther and Jay at the main event. Uh, I liked the uh, with thread the same of the problem being happening. There. I was say with the same problem happening at both of those mm -hmm. matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't lie, a part of me thought that Jimmy was going to help Jay win the title and then jump him. Mm -hmm. And then it would be a title match at Mania between the two of them. Right. But I told you this before we went on the air. I this Just that five minutes or so last night did more for Jimmy Uso than the last year 
after they lost the tag yes. titles. And I, I'll I've, agree. I've told you, I've, I always liked Jimmy better than Jay in the ring. Like, going mm-hmm. back to when they first got here. And Jay has really elevated himself to his credit because he's not having to be involved with the bloodline every week. He's not on SmackDown right. anymore. Right. Jimmy kind of got, especially with The Rock being there, Jimmy kind of got pushed a little bit farther back into the shuffle in the bloodline. Yeah. But this, what he just did last night, though, really, it got it got my attention when he came in. Uh, I I love the fact that they're going to have a match at WrestleMania. It's going to add to the only heel turn when it happens. I know. Um, <laughs> I've We've booked this in our head. It's happening. Oh, we really have. Oh, my it's God. It's happening. JTR Mania, we may have to lay it all out. Cards on the table yeah. and see what happens. See what, see what actually happens. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but Let's see. Raquel Rodriguez back last night. She qualified that for was the what, Chamber match. That's the reason I wouldn't let you talk Chamber yet. The we back. Talk, <laughs> the back is back. <laughs> and you know what? I don't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. She's still a green. Part of me hoped that a part of me hoped that Chelsea Green was gonna get eliminated oh, when she popped up. What? What? I'm kidding. God, I like Chelsea, I but so. yeah, no. The only way it could have been worse is if Maxine Dupree would have won. Oh, I was waiting for the spit take. I was hoping for it. Shame, Menders. Hey, we <laughs> say it every week. Maxine Dupree won the lottery by getting a gimmick where she has to be a bad wrestler. Yes. And I'm sure she's very nice. Accomplished cheerleader for the Los Angeles Rams, of course. Yeah. Something that needs to be discussed. Apparently, there were plans for Jade Cargill at the chamber that got scrapped. I I wonder if she was supposed to be in the chamber. Uh, If that's the case, I kept waiting to see if she was. I was waiting to see if she was going to come out last night. Yeah. This, I think this would be a horrible place for your first official match. Yeah. I mean, the Rumble's one thing. You got to put her in a one-on-one. The Rumble, program you can hide. You put her in a chamber. Yeah. The, the Rumble chamber you can match. Hide. You're literally enclosed in a structure. Yeah. With five other girls. I think Jade. I won't be surprised that they're still going to do something with Jade and Bianca at Mania. Uh. I... said there is a press conference Thursday afternoon. I uh, will be on the road. I will not be able to see that, but uh, I'll be keeping my ear to the ground on that one. Uh. So, women's chamber match. I'm trying to actually. I'm going to get the, get the matches up here. Oh, heaven! Well, uh, for Google the women's chamber, right here. With the with the women's chamber, it's Liv, Liv, Becky, um, Raquel, uh, Bianca, and Naomi. Is that everybody? Okay. No, nope, one men- more. Yeah. One more. Oh. oh, who am I forgetting? Uh, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, men's match. We got Kevin Owens, L.A. Knight, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, Logan Paul. I told you what I think is going to happen there, Menders. Uh, Logan's going to eliminate Owens. Uh, L.A. Knight's going to eliminate Logan. And then uh, Logan's going to defend his title against L.A. Knight at WrestleMania. I could see that. But, uh, now that said, uh, I am picking Drew McIntyre to win that men's chamber match. I think I don't think I'm the oh, minority there. I think uh, I Drew think Mc... wins the I really don't feel match. like this is one of the times I don't feel like there's going to be a surprise. I don't feel like there's going to be no. a surprise. I I think no, Rhea's going much... over. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think hope? the judgment day is going over. God, I hope. I hope uh, Rhea goes over. Yeah, I think the judgment day will. I think they're going to drop the titles at Mania. I just don't know against. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking. Actually, I do think I know who. I think it's going to be Awesome Truth. Isn't our truth? Yeah. Well, Get, uh, and I still think if Drew. Okay. So if Drew wins, which we're pretty sure he will, Drew's going to mm-hmm. go against Seth. Yeah, naturally. And I think Drew's going to win and Priest is going to cash in. Because, uh, yeah, Priest still has that issue with uh, with Drew. Yep. So I think that's well, what's going to happen. Not careful, that's gonna, if they're not careful, that's going to make Drew a babyface again. And right now he is cooking with... He's so good as a heel. You can imagine. Oh, my God. The promos <sighs> so alone good. have been just insanely good. Well, or, or, or could it turn Damien face? Could he turn his back on it, Judgment Day? It could be something where maybe Drew jumps Priest, takes his spot in Judgment Day. Then Drew's the leader. We kept, I we mean, kept the thinking that was going to happen. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen in Survivor Series. I don't know if you... <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, start talking to people here. Hang on one second here, Avengers. <laughs> Okay, you can find out what that was all about. But uh, yeah, so I I don't know. AJ, Bari, help me out. That's true. We AJ made a good point and said we still don't know what matches happen on what night. Priest could have a whole day to recover between the tag title match and the cashing in. We just don't know yet. Okay, okay, I'm back. Uh, okay, Stacey are we was good? Squealing with delight because apparently CJ Perry got announced for the expo. Oh. Okay. Have Priest lose cash in by Judgment Day helping Drew. Hey, that's another option, you know. Like I said, the possibilities are wide open at this point, and we love the fact we don't know for sure what's going to happen. I know. That's the best part about it. Yep, she just got announced, and so did the Hex. Oh, nice. They'll be back for the, uh, probably the uh, Square Circle show, because they were on there a couple years ago. (laughs) <laughs> uh, let's see. Yep. Uh, hey, I have a bone to pick, Menders. Speaking of the expo, uh, <laughs> going back to uh, last year, I had the privilege of meeting one Rikishi Fatu at the show. Who yeah, was one of the elders of the bloodline. I wonder and if you're going to bring the, this up. And we took and we took the picture. Uh, number one, could not have been a nicer guy. He was a oh, very yeah. nice man. He was very nice. Uh, so we took the picture with the finger, you know, put the finger up. I made a bit of a faux pas that got called out by the lady taking the picture that maybe I not do that. This is what I did. What do you notice there, Menders? It's an and L. No, I'm not calling Rikishi a loser, but the thumb got away from me doing the finger. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now. Yeah, Stacy thought I was doing the low lives thing. That that was not the case, but uh I'm pretty sure that was the case, but that's okay. I'm pretty sure that's no, where it went because you were just case. so used to do. You were so used to doing maybe. this that. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. But anyway, but so that was out? a year ago. Well, I'll take you back to Friday, Menders. Uh, uh-huh. Number one, uh, round of applause to oh. the Rock for the promo. Yeah. Um, uh, um, you'll you'll really like. Oh yeah, the Zuba. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, I. My friend, I am a big fan of Zubas and other comfortable <laughs> uh, pants options. 
And the expo is about the only place I can get away with wearing my Zubas without my wife really giving me shit about it. That's because the there's public. a lot of them there. That's because there's a lot That's of true. them there. That's very true. Hey, I'll have you know, Jimmy Hart complimented my pants last year. Uh, I'm good. My uh, Otomics weightlifting pants. So ah. I felt vindicated. <laughs> AJ, oh, I love AJ. you. AJ. Somebody put that up. <laughs> what if Randy is for Kishi giving Cody a stink face while the bloodline celebrates? <laughs> I did it for the bloodline. Oh, so anyway. Yes. So anyway, so we see you saw me do the inadvertent L motion. Then on Friday, look at the rock. Uh, number one, the shirt is fantastic. Bravo. I love I love this Where version of the rock. What? But look at the hand. I, I don't have a telestrator like Pat McAfee, but look at the hand. Look at that right hand up in the it's air. It's an L and It's an L pointed at Roman. You uh -huh. know, I'm not one to stir the pot. That's your job, Menders, to stir the pot. That is my job. Wait, but, hold uh, on. That got a lot got of that. That got a lot of people talking after Friday about is Roman gonna? Can he trust The Rock going into WrestleMania? There were some other things, especially in that promo. There was a couple things. Yeah, when uh, Rock said he when he was talking to Cody, he said, "I'm gonna make sure that you leave a loser." Finish but he story. was pointing in the but he was pointing in the general direction of Roman Reigns when he said, "You will be a loser." Paraphrasing, uh -huh. of course, but. Uh, what else did you notice, Menders? Uh, there was that, and there was something else. Rock said, gosh dang it, I wish I could remember now, because there was something else I noticed. I wouldn't um, get dinged on YouTube, I'd, I'd play the clip. But... Yeah, right? There was there was another part where he it was he was referring, like, the bloodline would consider he was referring to Cody. But he was looking at all of the bloodline when he said mm -hmm. it. And I don't hold on. I gotta find it. Um You know, there's a lot of people wondering what the hierarchy is of the bloodline now that the Rock is involved. Uh they're wondering, is Roman still the leader because he's the tribal chief? If you go back and look at that big family tree thing that they put they showed at the press event, uh the Rock is listed as a high chief. So I think he yeah. he should outrank the Roman in the hierarchy of the of the bloodline. And uh, uh, that's that could that's be a sticking point thinking. later too. It could be. Um, that's it. There's a. I, I still like this though. Yeah, I'm. I'm agreeing with that <laughs> honestly. Uh huh. Uh, so. I wish I could find that because somebody had broke it down and I'd seen it. This is what I get. Okay. Oh, Bully even said it. Bully oh, said it online. Oh, did he? Yeah, Bully Ray said um, they have it circled, the L. And it said, this is not the proper hand gesture when acknowledging our tribal chief. What do you make of this? Okay, I didn't see that. But uh, well, I thought you meant he saw something else. Nope. But, uh... um, I was looking... I wish there was some. I wish I could find where it was at. Maybe it was on. Um, okay, talk. I don't like this dead air. Oh, sorry. I'm getting ready for my uh, the next segment. Uh, 
okay. Sometimes it's high drama when we get the dead airmenders, even though it's not really oh, great radio. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, other matches that we got for the chamber match, we got of course we got Rhea and Nia. Uh, I think we agreed Nia is gonna probably uh, take the take the loss on that one. Oh, Brock said something about quit being crybabies. Oh yes, he made yes, another yes. reference about. And crybabies. he was looking at the bloodline. And he was looking at the bloodline. Okay. So that was another that was another thing I had seen. Okay. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that when I saw it I was like, now wait a minute. And I know a lot of people are pointing it out too, and it's just kinda like, okay, so I'm not the only one seeing these things. So it's not just I don't know if it is a fluke or not or what. So Yeah. I was making sure you were still there because you were like in a state of trance or something. Yeah. Just just getting a little bit squirrely with the uh, pictures there. I always got to be careful that I don't have too many on here that then I can't properly upload. Wild screenwriter, Uh, bad news for you. Neither one of us have seen the whole thing yet. What's that? He says he's. They say they are a working screenwriter. Have you guys seen the Iron Claw? And if so, what did you think? And neither one of us well, have seen all am, of it, right? I am. I have not seen all of it. I am planning on now that it's on streaming. Uh, I'm planning on doing that very soon. I've heard great things about it. Uh, I've heard some uh, complaints about it too, but I'm I'm waiting to give my full opinion until I've actually gotten to see the movie. Right. What did I do? We're poor wild screenwriter. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, but, um, okay. So are you working on, did we, okay. So what else do we know for sure that's happening at chamber predictions? Oh, we, we have we, the uh, Grayson Waller effect with uh, Cody Rhodes oh, and God. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yay. I'm sorry, I don't like Grayson Waller. The more I see him, the more he's, I dislike him. He's okay. He's I'm not as high on him as I was when he first got to the main roster, just because they kind of made him a... If they actually put some time into the tag team with Theory, I'd be better with it. That's one guy but that I'm right so bummed he's where the... he's at now. Theory's so much better than that. Yes. Uh, the kid's a natural. Uh, who are we kidding? He is. He's very good. But just about. Are you ready to do your PWI flashback just, yet? Just about. I got one more uh, poke toe that wasn't quite uh, ready to roll. But now ah, I was gonna say because you know we good. keep telling everybody that the reason we went to weekly was so it wouldn't be as long. We're yeah, still running two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's why it wasn't a JPEG. Okay. Ah. Don't mind me talking to myself. Just enjoy so the, can... uh, the carnage. All right. Uh, so you already knew you were going to are... get Waller on the card somehow. Doing this in his home country is the whole reason he got called up. I, I get it. I understand. Yes. Oh, I just... absolutely. He's just a schmuck in my opinion now. He's, he's getting Miz heat for me. Like oh. when I hated the Miz. He's getting Miz heat from me. 
Yeah, it's... Uh... All right, I am ready to do this here, Menders. It is uh, time to bring back a uh, segment that we got some pretty good feedback on the first time we did it last month, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Flashback. And uh, this is a segment where we will take a uh, an issue of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated from the past and go through the rankings in the back of the magazine. I've actually got it truncated a little, Menders, that I don't have quite as many categories this time, so it's going to go a little quicker. But I, okay. I hit the high spots here. So. All right. So the what issue the last time I was here, just curious. <laughs> oh, last last time was February of 1988. Right. I was I picked that because that was the first issue I ever got. Uh, we're sticking with February. I think when we do this, we're going to do it for the month that we are in on the show. Oh no, AJ, AJ it's wants not to that know. bad. It's not that bad. It's maybe your Seth Heat now. He'll know what I mean. All by right. That. So, yes. So, the issue we're going to talk about today is February of 1991. I want to win a free, free trip, trip for, for two. two to WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania 7. Two, that was a good one. That was. Get the Scott Steiner centerfold up there. Was that. The... Wait, was that Toronto? No, Los Angeles. No, no, this was L.A. This is uh, Hogan Slaughter. That was L.A. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Toronto was Hogan. I get my, I get my WrestleManias confused sometimes. I'm not barring. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So here we go. February of well, it's supposed to be '91. I forgot to fix that one. So I'm going to delete <laughs> that so I don't look like a fool. If Chris Too Cooper late. Was in here. <laughs> all right. So we'll start where we started last time with the top ten. Okay. Again, yeah, yeah. Just don't look at the bottom <laughs> third. Uh, all right. So this is basically the overall top ten wrestlers for that issue, and the issues from February. I think the press time was like November. Right. If I'm not we mistaken. figured out it was like three months later than what it yeah. said it, or three months earlier than what it said it was. But yes. All right. So, uh, so our top ten. Here we go. We got Sting at number one. I was. I was a little surprised at how low Hogan is on this uh, top 10 list. But we got Sting at number one, Ultimate Warrior number two, Luger number three, uh, Kerry Von Erich at number four. I think he was IC champion at press time. Uh, Mr. Perfect number five, Sid Vicious number six, Hogan seven, Ric Flair at eight, which is really... That's crazy. I was taken aback by that. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler, number nine, and Steve Kern of uh, the Future Skinner, former member of the Fabulous Ones, at number ten. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the thing that sticks out is how low Hogan and Flair are on this list. But at the time, uh, at press time, Stinger was the uh, world champion, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, of course, Warrior was in the hottest run of his career at this point as the world champion. Uh, Luger, uh, U.S. champion. I think this was like his year-long reign after he beat uh no it's not i was wrong this is after he beat hansen to win the belt back no oh, okay so so he was basically after sting the the biggest baby face in wcw of course carries the ic champ perfect as number one contender so that that justifies the top five for me well with that that might justify the rick flair too being that low because he True. would have been the major heel in wcw flair? Flair was, well, yeah, I mean, this isn't most popular. This is just top 10 right. overall. But right. this is also when Flair was doing a lot of tag teaming with Double A, uh, going after Doom. 
he wasn't really in the world title hunt at this point. Uh, Sid was the horseman going after Sting mostly for the world title by that point. Yeah. <laughs> you were you were right, AJ. Warrior had the power of destrucity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. Remember when he wore the hat? And... Yeah. Oh, and Lawler was pissed. <laughs> All right. So, that is our overall top ten. Moving on, we will go to top ten tag teams here. Ew, this will be fun. I know. Uh, you're going to like most of these, I think, Menders. All right, so number one, we got the Hart Foundation. Uh, My boys. The press time uh, world champs in WWF. Uh, Doom, number two. Uh, Steiner Brothers, number three. Arn and Rick at number four. <laughs> Rhythm of, you know, I'm going to take the back. Yeah, I can you take, take the that down? Thing off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. Not before I have some fun. That might be that one might be better. That's hilarious. Okay, take it off. <laughs> All right. So rhythm of Why blues. Why we so many? Wait, use your Valentine one. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh shoot, I already took it off of there after oh, Valentine's no. Day. Ah, opportunity okay. missed. Opportunity uh, missed. Hey, we're gonna meet rhythm of blues at the expo, Menders. I know. I'm so excited. Yes. That's Let go of my toe. One. Let go of my toe. All right. Uh, number six, the Nasty Boys of. Demolition number seven, uh, all three when they were a, a trio. Rip and Larry Oliver, uh, I believe from the Memphis area here, number eight. Doug Gilbert and the Dirty White Boy, Tony Anthony, at number nine. And then the uh, Young Pistols, Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers, at number ten. I love Tracy Smothers. <sighs> Tracy's one that I wish he would have got his... I wish he would have gotten that EW locker room. You know, when we... Uh, yeah, when we meet uh, uh, Tommy Rich, I'm hoping we can maybe get a, a Tracy story or two out of him. I'm hoping. Tommy would make for a fun panel. Yeah, he would. Yeah. I'm interested to see because they haven't announced um, they haven't announced all the panels yet. So I'm right. I'm super I'm, excited I'm about that. that. All right. Uh, next up, most popular February of '91. Again, to ignore the bottom. I'm firing my graphics guy after this. Uh, you can't fire yourself. Sorry. Okay, fine. That can't happen because, well, one, I don't have all access to all this stuff. Slap on the wrist to me. There you go. All slap right. on the wrist. That kind of hurt. Uh, <laughs> I hit right Do you want me to stick Anakin on you? I should stick Anakin on you. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, so we got our mo- we're doing our most popular top ten here. Okay. All right, here's where Hogan's number one. Uh, yeah. he's he's still Hogan. <gasps> so, Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred is on there. Uh, so Hogan number one, Stinger number two, Luger three, Warrior four, Carry five, Scott Steiner number six. Look at that baby face right there. No kidding. Uh, Tugboat Uncle Fred, Shockmaster Typhoon, whatever you want to call him. He was Tugboat Thomas at this point. Yep. At number seven. Big Boss Man. I boss love the Boss Man. man. Number eight. Uh, Lawler, number nine. Uh, Jake, number ten. This is, of course, before the Cobra angle with Macho when he was still a babyface. Oh, I hated that angle. I seriously think that's kind of why I hate snakes to this day. You're not a fan of snakes, eh? No, I hate nope ropes. <laughs> nope rope. Yeah, I forgot about that. The nope rope. Yeah, I don't Stacey even like AJ. I don't like, I don't like, AJ has one. 
at his not in his apartment but he has one and slither and i'm not even a fan of slither and it's and slither's not a mean snake whatsoever I, and i'm terrified i don't do snakes, I don't do I don't snakes. Do snakes. no ropes all right all right moving on number uh number well i'm not doing top 10 tuesday uh most hated <laughs> there we go Ooh, this will be fun this will be all a lot right. of my favorites yes Actually, well, this one kinda. they only had they only had a list of nine on this one when I looked it up. I I don't know why. <gasps> Look who's anyway. number nine. <sighs> yep. All right. So starting off, Sid Vicious is number one here on the most hated, uh, followed by Earthquake. Uh-huh. Uh Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Hated Earthquake. <laughs> because he squished Hogan. I did. That was when I sent. I actually sent a get well card to Hogan. Nice. I was very well. Uh, what's the word smitten? I'm looking for? No, smitten. not smitten. But brainwashed. That's the word I was looking for. Ooh, <laughs> all right. So, Billion Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, number three. The Black Scorpion is number four. Oh, what a... This was... that's The Black Scorpion is what I thought the devil angle was going to amount to in AEW. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, I remember that vividly. I do when, too. When Earthquake squashed Damien. Yep. Oh, that was that that that. T- I don't like snakes, but that tugs at the old heartstrings when that when one Jake did. Looked in the bag. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five. Oh, my man, Stan Hansen, the Lariat. Yep. Uh, the late great Eddie Gilbert, number six. Uh, Ric Flair, number seven on most hated. Again, that seems what, low. Yeah, because he was still with the Horsemen, but he, again, they were feuding with Doom, though, so maybe that had something to do with it at this point, because they uh, didn't know he was the Black Scorpion, or they didn't tell him he was the Black Scorpion yet. Was Al Perez the original Black, Scorp- Black, he, Black Scorpion? He, I don't think he ever... I think the plan was for Al to be the Black Scorpion at Starcade, but he never put the mask on. Ah. I forget who else. All It was just an army of jobbers, for the most part. Fun. Uh, number eight, uh, Sarge, the hated Iraqi turncoat, Sergeant Slaughter. I would have thought he'd be higher on this at this point. Ninety-one. Doing the Iraqi sympathizer thing during yeah. the World War. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, February. Well, this would have been November, so this is right when he turned. So uh, it would have been a little America. bit. Before... Yeah. Around Survivor Series. Yeah. But he was—he hey. had that nuclear heat though when he—he he did. Though this is indeed an an odd list. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, then of course, uh, stunning Steve Austin from Hollywood, California is number nine on this list. There, look at that that's, head of hair. I know that's what I'm like. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so different. Yes. All right. Then, did we uh, have the, the women's list. or no? There was not a women's list on this. Okay. One. Uh. I've got a couple where we got the WWF and then WCW and that. Oh yeah, because we do the then, we do the territories. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, both of these, they have the champion and then the top ten on these lists. Right. So I got a little creative. Oh boy. So All right. I feel bad for Rick Martel with my editing. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> but uh, Warrior is the world champion. There he is in the middle there. Uh, number one contenders: Kerry Von Erich at the time, Intercontinental Champion. Back when that actually. Signified Mattered. number one contendership. Although I uh, think they're bringing it back. I hope so. Uh, I think they're bringing it back. Kurt, yep, uh, Mr. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Perfect number two, Macho King number three, 
Earthquake 4, DiBiase 5. That's a strong top five. That is a strong top five. Uh, 6 through 10, you got Sarge, number set, number 6. Hogan, 7, which is, seems low for Hogan. Yeah. To be that low on uh, the contenders list. Rick Martel, I assure you, his face is there. It's just hidden behind the He had his arrogance uh, with him. Yes. He had that great pin. Yes, I am a model on his yeah, jacket. Loved it. Yes. Uh, Dusty. Dusty Rhodes, number 9. And then Dino Bravo, the late great Dino Bravo, number wow. 10. Wow. Dino. Yes. Man, he got a bad bad break, you know, peddling those cigarettes. Yeah. Hey, just, hey, little tidbit. Dark Side of the Ring starts back up soon. Yes, I'm so I saw excited. That. All right. Uh, last list we got, Menders, here. for okay. in, It was still NWA in 19, okay. November 1990. So. I thought it was 91. Well, oh, the issue okay, was 91, gotcha, but it's press time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So I I was I was more careful this time. Sting is our world champion. I got him in a slightly smaller circle so we can see all the faces. I, I might have been a little bit more irritated had you covered up Jay Whitey. Just saying. All right. So number one contender, United States heavyweight champion Lex Luger, of course. Uh, number two, Sid Vicious, <clears throat> the guy that challenged Sting at Halloween Havoc. Uh, the Black Scorpion, number three. <clears throat> Stan Hansen, former U.S. champion there, number four. Uh, he just lost the title. Double A, my my guy, Arn Anderson, number five. Yep. Uh, Rick Flair, number six. And again, I think he's this low because he was mostly doing tag team at this point. Yeah. Uh, Terry Taylor, Terrence Taylor, if you will, from the uh, from the York Foundation here at number seven. Uh, fun fact, Menders, that is the same role Bobby Roode used to wear to the ring in TNA. I wondered... Because Terry was working for for the company at the time, and he let okay. Bobby use the rope. Uh, number eight, JYD, Junkyard Dog, of course. Uh, then a couple of uh, oddballs here. We got the Juicer here, number nine. Do you remember the Juicer? I do not. Uh, that is Art Bar. Under, the, say, uh, under the gimmick. Uh, the late, great Art Bar, former tight team partner of Eddie Guerrero. Uh, yeah. Inventor of the Frog Splash, by the way. Okay, okay. Uh, he didn't have a long run in WCW. At the time, he went back to Mexico. Uh, the number ten, Norman the Lunatic. Uh, if you might remember better, as Bastion Booger in the WWF. Oh, poor guy, poor guy, yeah. poor guy. Yes, the so worst gimmick uh, ever. Holy cow! Yeah, I'm just glad P and News isn't on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, baby, yo, baby, yo, as he said. Oh boy. That guy had no flow. He had he was a worse rapper than Max Caster. Wow. I don't think Max is that bad, but okay. Yeah, he's his flow is sketchy to me. Which sometimes you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm an urban uh, I'm an urban poet myself, so you know it's uh... <laughs> all right. Well Minders, before we get out of here, let's talk about who we got coming up on the okay. show. Then we already paid the bills, so we're good. Yeah. All right. So next week, uh February twenty seventh, Lenny Mephisto, Hi. uh St. Louis area promoter, wrestler, and pro wrestling epic down by St. Louis. Wee! Uh, yeah, you're going to... We got a lot of guys to talk about with him because uh, a lot of we the do. St. Louis guys come up around our area. We uh, do. I'm rather, excited. Yep. Uh, let me make sure I've got my schedule organized here. Where is it? Well, after that, no. it's Mike Outlaw. Yeah, I just want to make sure I don't get him out of, out of order here. Okay. I'm just reminding yes. you, so you don't. Oh, yeah. I'll throw Outlaw up there. Uh, 
There we go. There's Mike Outlaw. If you haven't seen Mike Outlaw, you're missing out. Yeah, check out his uh, his stuff. So good. Big Hoss from St. Louis. Uh, on that's on March fifth. Yes. Uh, and then on the next week, March twelfth, Hardcore Heather Owens, our buddy from the Squirt Circle Expo. She's so gonna, excited. She's gonna come on and talk with us about that. I think she's actually wrestling again this year at the expo. She is. Yep. She is. And, uh, maybe now she, she didn't want to do it uh, last year, so I wonder how she got roped into it this year. I I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna but, have to uh, ask. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully she'll have some uh, cool tidbits for us uh, going because uh, it's a couple weeks before the expo when she comes on. It is. So she might have some uh, some more info for us. Uh, March the nineteenth, Polly Tomaselli from the Chicago area, independent star there, uh, a guy I've been watching since about two thousand six, and uh, I'm glad to have him on. Oh, hang on, wild screen writer, thanks for a cool show. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're uh, not a stranger. Come back to us again. Going Check forward. us out on Facebook. Yes. Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah. JTR. So, yeah. Yes. If you go on the podcast uh, info, I'll have all that on there too. Uh, yeah. Like I said, Polly Tomaselli should be a fun one. Uh, the week after that, you're excited about this one, Menders. Jake. Owen. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is the go home show before, uh, before the expo. Who's he fighting again? Uh, oh, Riddle. Sh- Riddle. Matt Riddle. Riddle. Yeah. Bro. Bro. <laughs> All right. And then uh, on, we don't have a guest announced yet for April 2nd. Uh, you know what? That's when we're starting our Mulkey Cup. So I don't know if we're going to mm-hmm. have time for a guest on there. But uh, we, we might have to, we might have to invite AJ and Barry in. Oh, yeah. They'll be, they'll be involved. Yeah. Yeah, uh, March or March, April 9th, uh, we mentioned it with uh, with Justin, uh, Jason Knight, sexiest man on earth from ECW is going to join show us. show I'm going to miss. I'm so bummed. Yeah, Menders is not going to be here for that one. It's going to be me and Bari. Uh, then uh, <sighs> then I, I guess I can announce it on April 30th. Uh, we got another guest announcement to make. Uh, if you have a favorite wrestler, odds are that this guy either knows them on a personal level or has worked with them. Uh, I don't have the picture yet because it just happened before we went on the air. Uh, the Cuban assassin, Fidel Sierra, is going to join us. Uh, he's, like I said, You're he's send seen... send me homework. And, yeah, he's he's seen everything. He's worked with everybody. Uh, he's got stories about everybody. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. And uh, from the, the conversations <laughs> I had with him, seems like a cool guy. Ah, yep, yep. There we go. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a big get. He's one of that. We've had some pretty good names from Florida on this show, Menders. We had Bill Alfonso early on. We had Jack. I said that was before my time. Yeah, uh, Barry Horowitz. We've had on. I'm still working on getting a second Barry episode. We need to get another Barry episode because I want to be on with Barry. Okay. I will hit him up. I think we can make that happen. But we'll, Although uh, I, I really want to talk to the Brooklyn Brawler when we go to the Expo and see if we can't yes. get him on. Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Uh, what? I said, wouldn't it? We, oh, it would. Absolutely. I want him on so bad. That would be cool. Uh, so that's all the guests we have so far. Uh, on. i got to figure out what they were going to do this. Uh, we have to do our JTR Mania 3 uh, before WrestleMania. It's Which is just going to be a YouTube 
live, right? This is YouTube exclusive. It's not going to drop yep. this podcast. Oh, hey, this guy knows. He loves his natural storm and smiley in WCW. So sweet. Join us. Yes, uh, join us for all of them. I, yeah. <laughs> I say, we got some. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is maybe the busiest month we've had for guests in quite some time. Which is awesome. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So yeah, JTR Mania is just our WrestleMania preview we do every year on YouTube. Uh, date to be determined right now. It's, <laughs> yeah, we're still in debate, son. When that's yeah, happen. it's it's probably going to have to be on the Thursday. Yeah. That week. Because, so hopefully, uh, hopefully our other podcasts they don't have a really kick-ass show that night. So right, <laughs> that or we'll do a live from Medley. There you go. How <laughs> the internet sucks. <laughs> well, I'll just do it like on my phone. We'll just do we're gonna do it in the car then... on the way down. Is that how we're yeah. gonna do it? Yeah, maybe. we'll, 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 we'll discuss. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discuss. But All anyway, right. uh, so let's get out of here. We've kept we've gone longer than we typically plan to <laughs> now that we've we gone had a weekly good guest, so i'm not complaining we had a great guest thank you to just incredible for joining us uh and uh yeah so i think we will go ahead and we will say goodbye until next tuesday with lenny mephisto uh if i guess check out plug, tomorrow uh, zero one shootout tomorrow night we will be joined by the master enigma known as ldlc from yeah. uh thursday night throwdown that and guy. uh yeah and then, uh, and then we'll talk about the Zero One show coming up on Saturday also. So join us for we that. We have to make our picks this week. Yes, we do. But, uh, yeah, so I think we are ready to get out of here, Menders. Do you have anything you want to say before we go? Let's get out of oh, here. wait. I know oh. what I forgot. What did you forget? Uh, another example of Tony being ridiculous. Uh, oh, boy. Let me find the picture here. Uh, so last week on dynamite was the 200th episode (laughs) and i'm going to get the picture up here because it is he says he wasn't involved in this i tend to not agree it's uh yeah that was that you know what somebody i forget where i heard it Maybe it was on Corny's show today when I was listening to it. But they were talking about um, they were talking about this. And they made the thing that maybe they should be thanking the fans instead of thanking Tony. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's so the only here's... reason that they're still in business. Mm-hmm. All right. So they put up a big... <laughs> Friggin' sign on the... I didn't do this, by the way. I didn't put Tony there. I just found this online. I thought it was too good. But they put up a big sign that said, Thank you, Tony Khan, on the big screen for Dynamite's 200th episode. And I just thought, that just is not a good look for for this company. No. No. Even if Tony... Tony says it wasn't his idea, and I guess we gotta believe him. But even so, you can't approve that. <laughs> Mm-mm. There has to be a conversation with the crew afterwards. Like, hey, this is a bad look. It's, it'd be like if they had WrestleMania 40, thank you, Vince McMahon, on there after WrestleMania this year. Oh, dear God. Yeah, that I would not go well. Maybe, no. maybe uh, just, thanks, uh, Trip. <laughs> thanks, Paul. No. But Triple H would <laughs> insist that you thank the fans. But it'd be like, this is our 74th episode, Menders, of Jumping the Rail. 
we've gone 70 good lord well since well, day you one have. I, just, I haven't yeah right so that'd be the equivalent if like say after the show if i did this <laughs> see not a good look it's <laughs> i feel dirty just showing this and i don't mean it <laughs> i did that simply as a gag just as a comparison how that looks if the wait if so the boss you have in... one you have one yet for the shootout because that'd be pretty funny if you had one of david <laughs> no i don't have one for david that'd uh, be hilarious yeah but i just wanted to get that out there number one because I, I thought this was silly number one it was, it was silly, silly that tony did this and then right? I just I was a smart ass when I did that. But, <laughs> but, and by the way, I'm not taking full credit for it. I this is another thing. I think the thank the listeners for seventy four episodes. Yeah. And all of my army of co hosts that have helped me out over the last three years. But uh anyway, I just wanted to get that off my chest before we get out of here. But now I think we I think we've done enough uh, this week, man. We've we done enough. Is Gary gonna join us again anytime soon? I hope so. I hope so too. I miss Gary. Never happened. It's a word. Oh, exactly. The Gary. bearded dragon. Uh, we love. The All right, let's get out of here. We're meandering. Show. All right. All right. Yeah. Big surprise. All right. So, from Enders, <laughs> this is Ray. Remind you all, life is hard, work stiff, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.